Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the VR link. Look who we've got today. We've got new faces, fresh faces. They're so eager. How is everyone in the chat? <laughs> Thank you for joining. Uh, welcome to Season 3, Episode 3 of the VR link. This is your weekly podcast where you can find us live Wednesdays on YouTube at 8 p.m. GMT, 3 p.m. EST, and 12 p.m. PST. On this show, we discuss the latest news, games, and goings-on within virtual reality. My name is GT from Gaming Tag VR, and alongside me is my co-host Matt from BMF. How you doing, Matt? I am great. Hope everybody in the chat is doing well. I'm excited. I'm really excited for this week. Yeah, we've got some hype to talk about, um, which is kind of the reason uh, Mike's joined me this week as well. So uh, yeah, this week we are kind of joined by Mike from the VR Oasis. How you doing, Mike? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, inviting me on the show. And yeah, I, I just wanted to join because... I'm just very excited about this week's news, and uh, I know you're very excited about it too, GT, so I think it'd be a, an interesting conversation. Very, very, very excited. And uh, yeah, we've also got Sean from Render Reality. How you doing, man? Doing good. I'm excited to be here. I'm amongst three legends today, so my, <laughs> I'm a little nervous. You know, that's on another level here, but I'm excited, man. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. How can you be nervous for that beard, mate? You have got... <laughs> <laughs> I hide behind it, so it does help a little bit. You, you have got I mean? the ultimate... <laughs> I've got beard envy looking yeah, at Sean right now. This I is need... what I could become in the future if I try hard. I need, to, I need to flip you, Mike. I need to flip you. You can flip me. You can flip me anytime you want, <laughs> I'm mate. Trying. I'm oh, yeah. That's it, right? That one. Hold on. I've got you facing. You're basically facing nowhere. Right, hold on a minute. There he is. Staring into the void. That sounds about right. Yeah. I'm just talking to this wall. How are you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, so everyone in the chat, thank you all for joining us today. Who have we got? Let's give some shout-outs. Uh, Rocksteady, Tall Paul, Guy Sun, Max the Boss, Mysterion, Bob the Builder. Do you remember, um, who was the carrot guy? What was his name? What was I have the... no idea. Who was the carrot guy? He used to talk, hello, Bob. He used to be like, he's a horrible voice. I know a guy who talked like that. Arcanian, how you doing? Jeff Bob, Adam Hartz or Wormsworth, Guy Sun. Nice, Guy Sun. Do you guys play as Guy Sun when you play like Street Fighter or uh, Final Fight and stuff? Oh mate, I'm, I suck at Street Fighter and, and those fighting games. I, I'm so so bad at them. Anyone else? Only I was only when I was ever good at was Tekken. I couldn't just couldn't play Street Fighter. Don't be embarrassed about Tekken, but Tekken Tekken's probably one of the harder ones actually to get those combos. Like Street Fighter is really quite simple. What about you, Sean? You keeping quiet? Man, I haven't played uh, Street Fighter in a long time. I don't even remember all the characters, to be honest. But I definitely played it when I was younger, but it's been a while. I can't remember what character I used. Probably you know, all think, of them. You know, you know Ryu and Ken? Yeah. That's where you can <laughs> stay on the show. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and Chung Lee. And, uh, yeah, so Mr. CT, how are you doing? Hard to get. And as Hawang. Yeah, that sounds a bit uh, Tekken-y, doesn't it? Uh, Shadow Liam, Boy Brown, uh, thank you everyone for joining today. Ready Player Rick of and everyone else in the chat. Let us know what you've been playing this week, and because we're going to tell you what you might be playing in the next week or so, because there is a shit ton of games that have suddenly just appeared, and everyone's like panicking behind the scenes. Everyone's running around <laughs> like they're on fire, going, "Ah, what am I going to have time to cover this crap?" Uh, so. Uh, unfortunately, I forgot the logo, but this week <laughs> we are sponsored by the Virtual Athletics League, Val. And I'm going to quickly play their little thing in the middle. Boom. There it is. 
in the middle. Yeah, so uh, Val is working with 30 plus game developers to run the VR Winter Olympics. There are plenty of tournaments and contests to enter. There is a prize pool of over $15,000 and there is Oculus Quest 2s involved in the giveaways as well. It started on February the 19th and runs to March the 20th and the different games have different start dates. Um, so what you want to do is you want to head to the One Arena portal, which is in this video description. If you go there, you will see basically like a calendar. It shows you all the different games when you need to participate in the events. And each of them games, when it says $15,000, it's divided over all these different games. And uh, yeah, like this week I played Swordsman. Mike, you've been involved in this already, haven't you? Yeah, we played uh, Propagation VR co-op mode together, and that was uh, an absolute blast. That was sponsored by Val, and they're running a competition for that game as well. So you can jump in there with a friend. If you rank on the leaderboards, you get cash prizes. Like, And I think it's great that they're, they're doing this for the community. You know, It's something very different. We've not really seen this before. They did do it a year ago for like the summer games. So I think it's great that they're doing it, and they're coming back for the, the VR winter games. I think it's awesome. Absolutely, man. That's, that's what it's all about. And as I said, I've said it a couple of times, but being part of a tournament before actually takes you into another community, which mm -hmm. is quite interesting as well. You know, you join a new Discord with new people and you play those games and you can make like lasting friendships, which is how I met the Lonely Viper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is that there's such a, a range of games that are available through the competition. You've got Pistol Whip as well, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. You've got some really excellent games in there. So, you know, your favorite game could appear in this. And if that's what you've been playing for so long and you're really yeah. good at it, you can actually win some money. And I think it's awesome. That is, I mean, it, it doesn't really get much better than that, does it? No. Getting paid to play video games is the dream. <laughs> yeah, not that any of us know what that's like. Um, so, uh, yeah, I got a donation earlier. Sorry, thank you, Caleb Law. He, lemon character moving in excitement. Thank you ever so much for the 10 US dollars, man. Cheers. Um, yeah, the uh, stream elements things are now back on. I do apologize. Thank you ever so much for that donations. Uh, yeah, I uh, hope propagation gets expanded. They did put out a tweet about something today, and I can't remember what it was. Um, but it sounds like that game isn't going anywhere. You know, like I, I think what they've done with that with propagation is absolutely fantastic. It's one that when anyone talks about wave shooters now, normally I'm like, dude, I'm, yeah. I'm sick of wave shooters, but that was just superb. Yeah, and the fact that the single player version is free is incredible. Yeah, because um, it's so polished, I think. Uh, but looking back at the dev history, this was developed for VR arcades originally, and they do they do actually have more content available. Um, and whether they'll bring that to the public, I don't really know because they've they've showed other scenes before. Um, so who knows? But I think you know, like you say, for a wave shooter, it's the best one you can you can get. Playing it with a friend, all right, you got to spend what ten dollars each. But personally, I think. It's worth it, although it is kind of probably a one and done and you'll probably never play it again, but you'll probably screen the house down and have a blast doing it, especially if you hate spiders like me. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, yeah, that is our sponsor this week, the Virtual Athletics League. So thank you ever so much for them for sponsoring the show. I really appreciate it. Um, let's quickly go through and see uh, what people have been playing, if they've put anything down. I'm not sure. I was a bit like... Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and talking extremely fast. What have you guys been playing? Mike, what have you been playing this week? Oh, mate, it's all been about Gorilla Tag. <laughs> it's all been about Gorilla Tag this week. I remember we were talking about it on our show, on our show and uh, Zim mentioned this game, Gorilla Tag, and I was like, what is this nonsense? Like, <laughs> God, it's got gorillas in it. It's, it looks rubbish. It looks like it was on PS1. And then... Uh, it, I, really I it. it really yeah, does. It really does. When you go in there, it looks like you are in 
a launch PS1 game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't look particularly great, um, but it's available for free on SideQuest. It's also available for, uh, for free on Steam for all PC VR headsets. Um, but it's just such a blast. Basically, you just jump into a little arena, which is like a little forest. One player randomly gets chosen to be infected and then has to chase down and infect the other gorillas. It's like that simple, <laughs> but it's just hilarious. Everyone's screaming, making gorilla noises, climbing up trees, jumping. The movement is really basic, but you know, it's quite complex and has a bit of a learning curve to it. But once you get the hang of it, it's really, really fun. So uh, yeah, definitely go and check out Gorilla Tag. You've literally got nothing to lose. It, it's a blast. <laughs> Mike in that game, He's he's so happy to be a monkey, and he's so I happy. <laughs> honestly, honestly, he's like he's like chase me. And he's like, and I'm just shit at it. I am so bad at that game. I can't. You can do one of the really cool things. He basically Mike done a um a game with his Discord the other day, and I jumped in. You can yeah. wall jump like Mario. <laughs> yeah. I was like watching these people fly around. I was like, oh my god, because you. One of the differences with that game is you can't grip anything right. can you it's what you sort no. of shovel your way around mm -hmm. and uh yeah like some people are picking up some really really <laughs> like lots of speed lots of height and they're hiding the top of trees and as mike said i definitely would check it out i didn't i didn't think i it was sort of a piss take for me because i think zim said it was yeah. game of the year and i was like no way <laughs> yeah no sure. way yeah. and then sure enough i played it and i was like actually this is really really good fun yeah, totally. Like, um, you know, it just kind of takes you back to that childhood memory of just playing tag in the playground with, you know, your fellow kids and having a blast screaming. That's just basically what it is in gorilla form. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't tried it yet. I guess I really have to jump in and try it now. Definitely, oh. definitely. Yeah, yeah, I haven't tried it yet either, but I have been watching the videos and it does look fun. But it, when I first saw it too, I was like, what is this? You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's one Came of them games yeah, yeah there's some of them games they don't look good but man they're a ton of fun so i'm definitely planning on getting in there that sounds cool and it's free like that's, yeah it's it's so incredible it's so incredible. it's cross-platform play with quest and pc with voice with in-game voice chat that's pretty incredible awesome. for a free experience yeah that is it you know what funny enough in a lot of multiplayer games voice chat is one of the things that's always missing no so it's, uh that's pretty impressive uh what about you matt what have you been playing this week um, mostly I've been messing around with games that are been submitted to App Lab. People keep sending them to me to try them, so I've been messing around with a whole bunch of different games. Yeah, um, talk about your website, man. Talk about your website. Um, okay, so questapplab.com is the new site, uh, and it's just a place where people can go and hopefully find some games they want to play. Developers are having a challenge getting people to go to their game because there's no way to advertise it except for doing it themselves um, or through platforms like SideQuest or now the, the new website. So I'm just helping them by kind of aggregating things, putting new news articles out there when there's a new game, there's a coming soon section and you can get more information. So it's just kind of a place to support the developers and help them get some traffic and hopefully help people find the games that are actually out there that they don't need a PC to download. Yeah. Any hidden gems that you've discovered so far from the submissions that you can talk about? Um, not not i mean i love guardians it was really cool when i tried that the other day okay um it's uh the visuals are pretty basic but the idea is essentially it's an rts game with um, fps kind of mixed together mm -hmm. so you're jumping around placing these pieces around the map while these enemies are coming at you and you have to try to defend your area but you're also a first person shooter at the same time it's co-op um online you can do pvp um so that's probably one of the favorite ones that i've tried so far guardians yeah 
Guardians. Yeah, yeah I've played That's that. A... I played it in in an early form, and uh, you yeah. could just by going in the menu and stuff, it looked a bit more high quality than a lot of other titles. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, oh, it's got a lot going on for sure. Yeah, that and I'll check um, that out. Aim XR is really cool too. If you like Counter Strike. <laughs> also, so what I'll do, guys, I'll put the link to Matt's uh quest app lab in the video description and also uh jeff bob thank you ever so much he's one of the mods he has put the website in the in the uh, chat right now so thank you ever so much matt i is, i think your mic might have changed is he does any does matt's mic sound the same does matt's mic sound the same as earlier does it sound any different i don't know nothing's changed on my side i don't think no am i making it up I might be making it up. <laughs> I might be making it up. Yeah, so uh, let's, um, before I get to Sean, uh, we've had another donation. Thank you ever so much for Fab Steve, but thank you guys for all you do for the community. Um, and yeah, we've definitely got like uh, three very hardworking people here today. Um, and there's a couple of other people as well saying hello. Hello, how you doing? Uh, I'm sure they want to wave from everyone. PD um, also did a donation too. Um, but you can't see him, so I forgot. I'm, oh, I'm no, yeah, Paradise. Oh, damn it. Excellent, <laughs> excellent, um, excellent text message, but we don't want it on now. Uh, so, where have we got? So, what have people... Sean, what have you been playing this week, man? What have you been playing? Uh, well, like you guys know, I've been sick for a little while, so I'm, I'm a little bit behind. I'm trying to get back into playing some stuff, but uh, this week I, I've played some Population 1 because I haven't played in a couple weeks, and I'm definitely rusty, so I want to get ready for that update that is hitting tomorrow. Uh, I played, I have played some app lab stuff. I, I did like the hockey game, the pickup league hockey. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, played some vanishing grace and I played some contractors yesterday too, which I haven't played that in a little while. So that, that that's one of my original favorites for a long time. So it felt good to get back in there. So that's what I've, that's what I've been up to this week. That's a lot. To be fair. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I had so long that I couldn't play that. I've just been trying to get in as much as I can. I just, I missed it. I missed it a lot. Are you so. okay? Are you okay? So if anyone doesn't know Sean, uh, he comes from a YouTube channel called uh, Render Reality and uh, they do a podcast and they do other things as well. You do like uh, vlogs and you do game reviews and all sorts of bits and bobs. So certainly if you, if you obviously don't know this as well, Mike is from uh, his own channel, which is absolutely huge, but he also does <laughs> F Reality podcast uh, every Saturday. So, and you do yours on a Saturday as well, Sean, don't you? Yeah, Saturday morning. Whoa, yeah. look at that cup. Yeah, this is the OG Gamer Tag Cup. <laughs> oh, you can't even get this one anymore. It's not available anymore. It's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh my god. That's I have crazy. one of the new ones here, but it broke in shipping, so I don't have I could oh, use it. Uh, oh, oh man, no. that's terrible. Dang. Didn't pass the Gamer Tag seal of approval. Each and every bit of merchandise I test, that cup I would have yeah. I would have hit to make sure it was sturdy and stuff. Um yeah, so let's have a look at the chat, see what people have been playing. Uh, Simply Chris, who is another fantastic member of the uh, VR content creators, he's but this week so far, he's been PokerStars VR and about to do some good old Blade and Sorcery. Nice. <laughs> he does some fantastic videos over there. Um, also, is it Sean or Sean? I believe. Oh, I've put bloody Sean at the top wrong. Do you know what? I knew <laughs> I had somewhere. I was actually checking all my notes and everything. I've spelt your name wrong. Where? Don't worry about it. You can't see it. I was going to say, it's right on. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know where it is, but that's no, okay. You can spell it. No, you I can did. spell it any way you want. I, I get different ways all the time. So I didn't. no hard feelings. I didn't. I didn't spell it that way. Um, yeah. Stefan, I've not played VR since November. Waiting for the 8KX. So I'll play like a madman again when it arrives. The 8KX. What is that? That bloody. Pimax. Pimax. He's one of the Pimax crew. Interesting. 
Uh, what else have we got in the chat here? Do, 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 do. Tanner Nielsen, how do I download Gorilla Tag? Head over to Steam. Type in Gorilla Tag. That's it. Yeah, or SideQuest. Yeah, hopefully it comes to App Lab soon. Hopefully. Matt will be the first to know. He'll let you know. Get to the chopper, <laughs> says the beard, the beard Nanza. Yes, this is a very beardy <laughs> podcast today. It's very hairy. Uh, Gamer Chick uh, says, I think Gorilla Tag is as fun as the people you play it with. This is true yeah. of Bullet Roulette. Do you know what? I tried to get some people to play Bullet Roulette, and no one really wanted to back in the day. Uh, it's just come to PSVR, so I think it's suddenly got a bit more of a, a bit more of a voice, and it's getting some more notice. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Oni K is checking the channel on Steam. Reminds me of B tier PS2 game. <laughs> yeah, it is a. It's not. It's weird. Gorilla Tag isn't about the graphics, that's for sure. Not nope. at all. Looking forward to the climb too. Yeah, so, uh, Charles Mallory, just want to say it's good to see you guys healthy and smiling. Yes. Um, someone did mention something about being muted. Where was that? He did sound a little muted to me. Yeah, I thought Matt did sound a little bit more quiet than normal, but we're going to get there. So, we're here to talk about PSVR. First of all, that is what we're here to talk about. Because yesterday, I think it was, mm -hmm. um... A tweet went out from, uh, I can't remember his name, some massive guy in PlayStation, <laughs> that more than four years ago, we launched PlayStation VR to offer a transformative new way to play games on PS4, providing a much stronger sense of presence and deeper immersion to players compared with traditional games. In that time, we've seen tremendous experiences that have propelled virtual reality gaming forward, including the highly acclaimed titles like Astrobot, Tetris Effect, Blood and Truth, Moss, Beat Saber, and Resident Evil 7, which you still cannot play in VR anywhere else. I know Paradise is going to say, but what about Vorpex? I know. No. It's not the same. No, he, it's not the same. He thinks it's better. He actually said to me it's better. I don't think it's better. No. Sorry, PD. I'm not <laughs> a big fan of Vorpex. I know other people are, but I'm not a big fan of it. No, I'm not. And and some people have told me that um, it's because, basically, I'm not a fan of it because of messing around with the setting so much. Yeah. You know, like, I, I get in there and... I think in some ways it could make people feel quite ill very quickly, you know, mm. and uh, could do more damage than good. But um, fair play to everyone who's got things running on there. What about you guys? Do you try Vorpex? Do you have much experience with Vorpex at all? I haven't tried it. I don't plan. I don't plan on it, considering what I've heard about it. Right. Yeah, I, I've tried. I've played around with it some, but I haven't spent much time with it. Honestly, I just don't have the time. Like, yeah. I mean, I work full time. You know, have a wife. You know, family and stuff, and so. When I want to play VR, I just want to jump in. Like, I don't want to mess with settings for an hour and tweak stuff. So, I mean, if I had more time, I think I might, but I'm definitely not that keen on it, to be honest. Yeah. yeah like, uh, PD mentioned recently that he used Vorpex to play Little Nightmares 2 in VR. And, you know, I loved Little Nightmares 2. I just completed it recently. It's such a fantastic game. And that, that kind of, like, I was on the edge a little bit, but then I was just like, just like you guys, I don't want to just spend hours messing around with settings to get it to run. And then it's not quite VR, you know, you're still using a gamepad or whatever. So, yeah, I'm just not that fussed about it, to be honest. But, yeah, sorry. You were going, you were talking about Resident Evil 7. I was talking about Resident PSVR. Evil 7. Uh, so, basically, this announcement came out yesterday. And uh, in the meantime, they've basically enhanced some titles on PS4. Um PSVR games using the PS5, which is pretty cool. Um, with mixed results, I think. Some people saw changes and some people didn't in certain games. Like Blood and Truth, for example. I thought it looked better. I think Mike said he didn't think it looked any different. Um, so Yeah, I, I tried them side by side. And uh, yeah, it, I, I, it was almost impossible to tell for me the difference. Um, yeah, so 
There you go. It was it, my my whole video was a waste of time. Uh, it was just one big lie. <laughs> it, 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 it no, it was though. It, it was it maybe been for you, but it didn't for me. It might know, have been a lie. Depends. It might have been a lie. I might have just been you know just so hyped that it was happening. And yeah, it might have been the first time I played the PSVR on the PS5, and maybe I wanted to see more. So anyway, I think we all did. Yeah. Yeah, it was just. Yeah, I think there was a lot of hopes there, wasn't there? But anyway, so those hopes. The talking about hope. Talking about hope. So uh, this particular special guy wanted to share uh, information that the next generation VR system will be coming to PlayStation 5, enabling the ultimate entertainment experience with dramatic leaps in performance and interactivity. Players will feel an even greater sense of presence and become even more immersed in their game worlds once they put on the new headset. We're continuing to innovate with our new VR systems so that our fans can continue to enjoy the unique experiences that are synonymous with PlayStation. We're taking what we've learned since launching PSVR on PS4 to develop a next-gen VR system that enhances everything from resolution and field of view to tracking and input. So before we go, so before we go into the wired, unwired situation, what are we expecting from this headset when they talk about the things that matter now? So, so first, I just wanted to chime in and just say, like, this this is like huge news. Like, I am so over the moon about this news. And I think, honestly, it's the best news we've had in the VR scene this year so far, in my opinion. You know, I think even if you're not a fan of PlayStation, if you don't even care about what they're doing in the future of VR, maybe you have a quest and you've got no inkling or, or feeling to get a PS5 and a PSVR, this is still huge for the industry. And the reason why is because they were the they were leading the charge before quest dropped you know they they sold mm-hmm. five million headsets um i'm sure quest has overtaken that now but um they've got an amazing platform they've got amazing first party developers uh, and it's great for those developers to get on board on this new platform um and know that vr is growing and, and the awareness of vr is growing and it will have probably a, a bigger impact this time around for them and it's great for consumers to have more choice it drives competition it drives innovation and honestly it's just great for everyone so even if you're not a fan of this it is huge news, and uh, you should be excited about it too. We might as well just finish it there because he's just said everything. <laughs> everything <laughs> I would have said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just done it. So yeah, I'm interested yeah. to see what other people feel about this as well in the chat because there was a couple of uh, tweets saying it wasn't really newsworthy that they kind of already announced it back in October. I must have missed that. I must have missed that like a hundred percent confirmation of something. I didn't see that. I think I think the big the big confusion was and and certainly I felt the same way about it and this goes back to October. So in October Jim Ryan, the CEO of PlayStation, this is basically what he said verbatim. He said, "I think we're more than a few minutes from the future of VR. PlayStation believes in VR, Sony believes in VR, and we definitely believe at some point in the future VR will represent a meaningful component of of interactive entertainment. Will it be this year? No. Will it be next year? No. But will it come at some stage? We believe that." And to me that was just like that just sounds like they're just dropping the ball on this. You know, they're stepping away from the market. They're they're not going to be doing anything imminently. And it was kind of like it just had a negative vibe to the whole thing. Whereas if you look at the the post this week, it's way more positive. There's a lot more energy in it. You know, we we both PlayStation VR and the next generation VR system we're building, our commitment to virtual reality as a medium for games is stronger than ever before. And that is a huge statement, which is such a contrast to the previous statement they made. And that's why I think it's exciting. And I didn't expect it at all because I was right. like, well, VR, PSVR are out of the market for a, for, for a few years. You know, they'll come back at some point, but there's no urgency. Whereas this seems a bit more, 
hopeful that we might get something sometime in 2022, which I know is still a year away, but at least we have that on the horizon to look forward to because, you know, right now all we have is Oculus and Oculus do a great job and the Quest is amazing headset and I love it to bits, but we need more competition in this space. Um, And with Sony and PlayStation coming to the market, having that competition, like I said before, it's great for everyone. Yeah, what do you guys think? Yeah, I totally agree. And my first thought, obviously, as a huge fan, I've, I've owned every Sony console since the original. Um, so I love Sony. You know, I the PSVR was the first real headset that I jumped into full force. I tried other ones before that, but that was the first one that I really just fell in love with and spent a lot of time with. Um, and to hear what they said last year kind of was upsetting to me because I was so excited to see what the PS5 would do for virtual reality, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was obviously PlayStation hit it out of the park with their PSVR in a lot of ways, not in comparison, obviously, to the numbers of PS4 sold um, in comparison to PSVR units, but for virtual reality, it was insane. Um, and to hear that they were, what sounded like, like Mike said, I, I figured, okay, well, I guess maybe five years from now, maybe they'll revisit it or, you know, something like that. That was my thinking. This is, they've dropped it. So now we've got to rely on other people to pick up the ball and try to continue pushing forward. Um, And then what made it even worse is the PS5 came out and the haptic triggers that it has. And it was like, I was like, man, they're not going to do anything with this. This could be absolutely amazing in VR. Why are they not doing this? Um, So the announcement at first, when it first came out, I, I, I saw it and I sent a message to you right away, GT, because I was like, oh my word, because we talked about this on the podcast oh. previously when that came out last year. I was like, I have to say something. And then after my initial excitement, I started to think this is really good, not just for the Sony PlayStation, you know, PSVR people. But like Mike said, number one, we need a lot more competition. And I honestly would be happy to see even more companies jumping on board. The more people really in VR, the better, I think, because that's just going to drive innovation. The more competition, the more innovation you get, the more people have to think outside the box to push the limits because they need to be different from somebody else. Um, And then number two, um, to me, it's validation a lot more for VR, public validation for the virtual reality platform that we know and love and are inside of this bubble, but a lot of people outside of it still don't really understand. That's exactly the biggest point for me is that they have seen a return and they've seen an interest and gone, because it is all about money. You know, there is, yeah. there must be a bit of money. There's got to be money there and there's got to be something there. And other people will look up and see that tweet and go, hold on. There's obviously something in this. One of the biggest players or the biggest player back in the day is now back and they're going to come back and it's going to be massive. Yeah, that was, so that's what got me the most excited was just the idea that, you know, everyone's, these articles obviously come all the time. VR is dead. You know, these ridiculous things that fluff pieces that have no real information, but then you get a company like Sony that says, oh, yeah, watch this. We're going to do this new thing. It's going to push the bar even further. And we're going to integrate all of the awesome stuff we just came out with in this next-gen console into it. And just, I mean, I'm just, I'm hyped about it. <laughs> what about you, Sean? Yeah. How are you feeling? Same, same, same with me. I mean, I'm definitely very excited about it. Like you guys talked about, you know, the competition is, is a big piece because it's going to drive everybody to do better it's going to drive everybody's stuff to get better because when there's competition obviously that happens and you know for a long time we had htc and oculus you know with the rift and the vive you know there was some competition there back and forth you know and and htc you know they've kind of not done so well lately so i mean really it's been all oculus they've had 
no competition really. I mean, even new headsets that come out. I mean, you look at the Reverb G2, that's a headset. That's not a platform, you know what I mean? Mm. So there's still not, you know, there's only but so much competition, but uh, like you guys, you know, last year I, there was all them articles of, you know, people say the PSVR is dead now, you know, and it's not coming, they're not going to do it. And, and I was like, well, I don't believe that, you know, I definitely think PSVR two is going to come, but it was still a little bit disheartening to be like, oh, you know, it's a ways off and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, it, I think that it's going to be excellent. They have so many big developers and, and stuff behind the Sony platform that we're going to see. I really think we're going to see some big time AAA games and, and you know, that that's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. And that is one thing that VR has needed for a while. I mean, there's all these great games that come out all the time. You know, they surprise us like Beat Saber, you know, out of thin air, kind of this game that just takes over the world. But I think we're going to see some, some really big stuff out of, out of PSVR too, I guess is why well, I, I guess I can call it that. I guess they're not officially calling it that yet, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. I really do. I'm excited. I'm not a big PlayStation guy. I was originally a PlayStation guy. And then I went to Xbox and I'd really hoped that Oculus was going to work with Xbox back in the day, you know, when that mm -hmm. game pad came out and stuff and, and that yeah. didn't happen. So that's what drove me to get into PCBR. And that's what caused me to buy a Rift CV1 because I was sick of waiting. I was like, I'm not waiting any longer. You know, a bundle deal came out with a PC and a headset and I was all over it. So, and ever since then, I mean, even now I don't have a PlayStation 5 and that's only because they're hard to get and I don't flat game really anymore. So my hope is now, you know, I got some time where everything kind of settled down. I can pick one up later this year to be ready for hopefully in 2022. And so. it looks like, it looks like behind you, Sean, your, your uh, obsession with VR hasn't changed. Yeah. I got, I got a lot of headsets. <laughs> this week's out. This yeah. week's out. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but just wanted to sort of chime in on something that Sean said about it being a platform. And I think that's a key point to make is that it is a platform. It's not just a headset. You know, it's the same with what Oculus are offering. And it's the same potentially what we might have from Apple in the future as well. And especially yeah. because the year is 2022 that, you know, we're likely to see this. I think, you know, talking about Quest 3 rumors just recently, we're likely to see a Quest 3 release, I would imagine, at a similar time, because Oculus will want to take some of that wind out of their sails, especially if they're working on something. And then if you have Apple release something in the same year, you've got these three Goliaths going up against each other. It's going to be awesome watching that from the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly think Sony was really smart, too, because they've sat back for a while now, and they've kind of watched what everybody's doing. You know, they didn't jump in and just want to get a headset out with the PS5 or, you know, later on even in the PS4. So they, they see what's working. They see that it's growing. You know, they see, you know, controller designs that people like, game designs that people like. So I think they're going to put themselves in a very, very good place for when that launches. And like you said, it's probably going to be around the same time as a, a Quest 3 around there somewhere. So Definitely. These, these things always tend to happen like around yeah. the same sort of time. But I think with Sony, what, what they've got in their hand already is that they're established developer developers that have they have on their platform. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Resi 8 is going to be like an exclusive VR title for the next gen yeah. headset. You know, Astrobot was one of the most phenomenal platformers in or Still out is. of VR, full stop. I love that game so much. You know, if if um, if fire, a firewall, a, a next gen firewall came out with a new PS aim controller, I would like literally lose my mind <laughs> because that game is so awesome. But the problem with the PSVR is, even though I love it so much now, even still now, you know, the, the hardware feels very dated, and and it needed a hardware refresh. So. You know, like I said at the beginning, you know, this news is probably the best news that I've had this year so far. Good. I'm glad you said that, man. I Yesterday, I, I sort of got overly excited, went a bit crazy, got a bit emotional, actually. <laughs> and then uh, and I had a bit of, I, and then like towards the end, there was a bit of a thing of like, oh, it's just a bit of clickbait and stuff. And I was like, no, I can't, 
I can't help it. This is it is the best news since probably actually not the quest two. I think the original quest mm. coming out for me. Like that's how big this is for me. Do you know what I mean? And uh yeah, PlayStation started it all. It changed my whole life. Like no exaggeration. It, it did change my whole life. That is the reason I'm sitting here today and I'm sitting here with all of you. Do you know what I mean? In a yeah, way. Totally. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. And uh, funny thing about PSVR is I, I have a funny story is that I was given my PSVR by Nafi. Uh, we met we met at a VidCon in 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 Amsterdam, and uh, he just surprised me with one because I really wanted to play Moss because I love like platformers, mm. and Moss was just such a stunning game, and I was really jealous. Everyone was talking about playing it, and then he just gave me one, and I was like, dude, and now I have to go out and buy a PS4 Pro. <laughs> I was super super grateful, uh, and uh, yeah, I've been enjoying PSVR content ever since. That's what Oculus did to me. They sent me a Rift, and I didn't have a PC. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go and do it. I thought it was a go. I was like, oh, well, look at. I was like, hold on a minute. I better talk to the wife. <laughs> We're gonna need him and eat alone. Um, so, Rapture Production said uh, when PlayStation did their tweet, Oculus even tweeted out, "Welcome back." They did. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. I like that. That is yeah. really cool. I didn't see that. Uh, yeah, so you got lots of people saying they made tons of money. Um, you know, they, they should go back into it. And I think a lot of, I don't think many people are surprised that this is happening. Um, you know, I think I'm just surprised that they're, they're publicly like reinforcing their commitment to VR. I think yeah. that's the great thing. We've got something to look forward to that's confirmed. It's rock solid. It's set in stone. We know that's definitely happening now. And I think that's great because previously there wasn't that much on the horizon to be super excited about, but now I think this is, this is great news. Um, and also just touching on what Matt was saying, you know, the, uh, about the dual sense, uh, adaptive triggers, mm. you know, if it adapts that technology into these new VR controllers, which I think is highly likely, yeah. it is a game changer. It's, it's a mm. small thing, but once you've experienced it of playing flat games with these adaptive triggers, you don't really want to play it any other way in the future. It really is a game changer. This is an interesting comment. Uh, Secrets of, he's been on the channel pretty much ever since I started. Uh, he's put, my expectations of VR must be a lot lower, as I still love playing the PSVR, and I've not had any issues with tracking. Um, I'm not sure... See, that's funny to me. So, like, absolutely honest, as always, the PlayStation VR gets a lot of dust these days. Um, I only really break it out when something new or big happens, and I want to check it out. And unfortunately, I think when you then do that, and then you check out, like, the Move controllers, for example... Um, I haven't played Saints and Sinners in a long time and someone asked me one of my comments because I try and respond to a lot of comments they said they're having real trouble uh, with the move controllers can I basically do like a little video or a remapping of well, how to move and stuff I dude I was so confused I was so confused mm. myself because I was just not used to it because I haven't picked it up for a long time and I think if you're in that in that ecosystem of PlayStation VR and you're not really going outside of that, that's fine to be yeah. that way. Tracking issues can, they're not the same for anyone, to be honest with you. There's a lot of ways you can fix them. Um, I could have the same exact setup with the same lighting and play Firewall one night and have no issues. And a week later, I'm pretty sure I've got it exactly the same and the aim controller is just moving around. And yeah, you know, there can be drift sometimes. You're right, and I think if you're in the PSVR ecosystem, you've never tried any other any other VR headset, you're fine. Mm. But I think we're we're all we've all been spoiled, and like you say, we're we're in this minority that have the luxury to try multiple headsets. And when you compare it to like the tracking and the freedom of using a Quest, you know, in, in room scale environment, it, it's it's so much better. It's significantly better experience. Yeah, and I'll still say like um, PSVR still does good graphics though. 
it's the oh, yeah. resolution that kind of lets it down. And Hitman looked fantastic, didn't it? In mm-hmm. some places, like yeah. even now. Yeah, and just imagine, just like to sort of like close up uh, my thoughts on this. Imagine if, because Valve have done this before. Uh, if they allowed Half-Life Alex to be released on the PS5, PSVR 2. Because you, we've had like the orange box I was just on say, in the past. The VR orange um, box. <laughs> like that would be like a total game changer for them. It would be incredible. Exposing that game to such a, a broad audience, the PlayStation audience, because um, it deserves it. You know, it, it is, in my opinion, one of the best VR games that we have so far. Uh, I think that would be really great for the system and for Valve, of course. So let's say, uh, sorry, go on. Oh, I was just gonna. One of the funny things is I was telling uh, my wife about the uh, the announcement, and I was reading the announcement to her. And the one thing she picked up on was um, the single cable. She was very happy to know that it was one cable, and I wouldn't have to have a breaker box or anything else spread around the living room. So I'm gonna set it up because that's my issue: is a small space. So having all the cables run everywhere. I mean, I know this one big thick cable, but it's still a massively long cable, and you got the box to plug it into, yeah. and the other cables to run around the TV into the. Well, so I mean. The breakout box is four cables into the back. Yeah, it's horrendous. And then two, horrendous. two coming into one. So, but, but, but funny enough, then someone. So it's weird when you go through Twitter, and I've got to admit, I know a lot of people. If you're in, if you don't like social media, people can hate Twitter. Um, I actually really like Twitter. I think it's a great place. Um, but people were like, "Dude, PSVR's only got one cable." It kind of has from a certain point to the headset. Yeah, I do agree with that. A lot of people are asking why why isn't it wireless? And I well, I think the reason is because they want to give you a high end experience. Mm. That's that's yeah, the reason. Yeah, wireless is difficult, uh, and and you've got to understand that and even Oculus, even Oculus don't believe in wireless right now. You know, um, we have wireless because of virtual desktop, which you know I, I'm forever grateful for because it's my favorite way of playing PC mm. VR content on the Quest. Um, but they don't believe in it and they, they just rely on a cable as well. And I think it's a safe bet to ensure that your audience are going to have a good time. And I know it's a bit of a bone of contention, but I wouldn't be surprised if some third party manufacturers figure out a way to make it wireless. You know, we used to have things like, uh, what was it, the TP cast uh, for the Oculus Rift CV1 back in the day. Some, some third party might make something similar. And, you know, if they do, they'll probably make a lot of money. So if you're thinking about that, maybe start working on it now. <laughs> you know, uh, some sort of like USB 3 kind of wireless connection, because I'm sure it's going to be USB 3, uh, USB-C, sorry. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they've definitely addressed, in my mind, they've told you it's going to be wired. Um, mm-hmm. They said they're going to do, uh, they're, gonna, they're, they're acknowledging field of view. Which means, what's it got now? Uh, I think it's the same as Oculus, isn't it? It's like 100. I think it's, 100. Yeah. I think it's right around 100. So yeah. what would you like to see as field of view? Where would you like to see that? Where do you realistically see it being? Considering we're talking in the future, technically, you already <laughs> you already know the headset's coming out in uh, 2022. Purely speculation. For, for me personally, I think the Valve Index field of view should be the minimum. I think going forward, I think that should be the minimum field of view just because it just feels yeah. better. Yeah, it just feels better. It's not massive, you know, it's not huge, but it just feels better. So I hope going forward, headsets are going to be at least that field of view. I mean, I always hope for more. I want as big a field of view as I can get, but, you know, that's that's <laughs> obviously not always realistic. So Unless you can move your eyes. Yeah, you can move your <laughs> eyes apart. Yeah. You can, I want more. Uh, so what is, uh, Valve Index is uh, 140 degrees, isn't it? Right, right around there is what they say. About that, yeah. 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 
and they can do that because the, the lenses are slightly canted at a, yeah. uh, an angle. Um, so they do some trickery with the lenses. So it's quite hard to pull that off. But yeah, I, I think something around that would be fine. You know, field of view to me isn't necessarily um, a, 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 a bigger deal than than resolution or refresh rate. Personally, I find those two things more important than than field of view right now. I've tried wide field of view headsets before, and I was kind of a bit disappointed, um, particularly, you know, it was the Pimax that I tried mm -hmm. specifically. Um, but yeah, so I, I think, you know, like having experienced the Valve Index at 144 hertz, I think that makes a big difference. It makes VR more comfortable, in fact, and I think maybe they'll be looking for a higher refresh rate, maybe 120. Um, I think the PSVR is 120. I, well, I think they do some they do some trickery. Um, yeah. It's like sixty, but boosted to one hundred and twenty almost. It's artificial, um, a bit like it. what Oculus do with with uh, ASW. I believe. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I actually started reading about the ASW thing. It was because uh, mm. that that wasn't a thing before, was it? It was something that actually put in eventually for you guys on your DK ones, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, it was like a, a way to artificially smooth frames. Uh, so they in, inject uh, a duplicate frame in between to kind of smooth it out so you don't get that kind of choppiness. Um, and it's like essential for games that, that melt your PC, like Microsoft Flight Simulator, for example, which I've been playing around with recently. <laughs> yeah, man. So at least they've, they, they're, I, to me, I think they're coming out the tracking, field of view and tracking. What are we expecting for tracking? And I, I think I know what everyone's going to expect, what they think is going to happen. Well, I mean, I know they have the new camera, but I'm kind of hoping and my expectation is inside out tracking because there's been so much going on with that and mm -hmm. it's such so much easier to get set up. Um, you don't have to worry about placing the camera, making sure it's the right height, the light hitting the camera the wrong way. It's still susceptible to light inside out, but it's a lot less susceptible than sensors and exterior sensors. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It's got to be inside out tracking, really. Uh, it's the way the industry is going now. Uh, I'm sure there'll still be um, Valve, you know, and Steam VR headsets that use base station tracking for like the the most optimal, perfect experience. But I think for the average consumer, they don't want the hassle of putting up a base station or a, a tracking camera at the right angle. You know, they just want it to put it on and it works, and uh, remove a lot of that friction of getting VR set up. So I think that's what they'll be aiming for with this. this and product. you and you guys have got the base station, Mike and Sean. You've definitely got base stations, haven't you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, and uh, so and, and but you would still prefer inside-out tracking, definitely. Yeah. Just for the just, for the just... for the consumer reason, not definitely for the exactly. Yeah, the for the consumer reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I prefer just for the simple setup, and, and you know, for most people, consumer-wise, that's what they're going to want. But even with you know the two base uh, base station with the index tracking or Steam tracking, I still have issues every now and then. You know, it's not always perfect. I mean, it's as as good as you're going to get, but there's still, you know, every once in a while, little hiccups there. I lose tracking depending on where I'm facing and my room is pretty big, but I have the 2.0 stations, but, mm -hmm. uh, but I have thought about getting a third one. I probably won't, but I mean, yeah, I think inside out tracking is the future. I mean, if you can do inside out tracking, at least as good as the quest does. I mean, that's, I mean, it does really, it does a really, really good job. So as going forward, I'm sure that's even going to continue to improve, but it does such a good job already. I mean, using the HP Reverb G2, you know, I was super excited about that headset to get it. And I've, you know, I've been disappointed with the controller tracking. I, I you know, come to expect at least that Oculus inside out tracking and, and nobody else can do it yet. So hopefully Sony has been hard at work. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm glad you said that, Sean, because there's, there's it's a split base, I think, with the G2. <laughs> I've never come, it doesn't yeah. seem to be a blanket 
I think if you say bad things about the G two to the right to the wrong people, they tend to see it as a hate thing. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't hate it. I think the headset is great for certain things. Yeah. But I, I I'm not as excited about it as I was originally. You know, I mean, but it's still a great headset for sim racers, and you know, and it didn't quite live up to the hype for me. But it, mm. it's still a cool headset for for certain things. I think. Yeah, I, I feel the same way about it. I think it's a really nice headset if, if resolution is your number one priority. Yeah, oh, it looks you know, good. Clarity yeah, it looks is incredible. incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but for content creation, which you know is my job, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not very good to record gameplay with. So that's yeah. one thing, one reason why I wouldn't use it regularly. Uh, and secondly, the the yeah, like you said, the the, the tracking was kind of lackluster, really. Yeah, it was a combination, really, of. Of, mm. of certain things but yeah i remember seeing alex vs peep say the g2 visuals are next level i will actually never forget being in half-life alex in that yeah headset like oh, so good yeah so good it was it was like i could and i'm trying not to exaggerate it felt like a bit of a new game but then mm. i'd only really experienced i haven't actually i don't think i've i don't think i've played half-life alex on my quest 2 i might have fired it up and not done the whole thing but in the g2 it was like bloody hell like this yeah. is incredible if if they can manage to get like headsets of that resolution without trying to <laughs> people needing a pc which is so expensive i don't know how they're going to do it but if you can get those sort of visuals in vr that's the thing like going back to the um secrets of talking about psvr if you saw a g2 and half-life alex and then put on a psvr i think you would be devastated to be honest yeah yeah and i'm not, not i'm not trying to be i'm just saying you know the difference is huge it's it massive is, is, is the, and that's why you know it's like the, 720p the to 4k yeah or something. The, the headset tech is just so old the controller tech is just so old they had they developed those move controllers way 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 before vr what are they 11 um, years old i think they were using it i can't even remember what it was called back in the day move ps uh, move, no, no it was it, just was PS it still called ps move um I remember yeah. buying the iToy camera to play around with them to do. It was when Connect was kind of like hot as well. So yeah, we're yeah. talking many moons ago. <laughs> um, but that's how old this tech is. So it definitely needs an update for sure. Yeah, I've, I've still got a man. I wonder if they'll be worth money one one day. You know, I mean, I mean, funny <laughs> enough, they I picked these up for. So I played PSVR in April 2016, and it was I think that was like four months before the actual launch. Oh, no, when did it come out? Was it October? And it came out the following October. And I went to my uh, second-hand electrical game shop called CEX, and I picked this up for £5. And oh, I, my God. You got the bargain of a century, dude. I know, because they come, they were £70 <laughs> on PlayStation. Cow. Do you remember? They probably still are now, actually. They I are expensive. You... They are expensive still. How did they do that? How did they do that? How do they, how do, they do that? <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Um Supply and demand. That's what you're seeing. It yep. must be. It must be. They must be quite hard to get hold of or something. So yeah, a, uh, a whole new generation of VR games and experiences is what they are telling us to expect. And uh, more importantly, I know we've talked about the headset a lot, but the controllers are such a big piece of the picture. Uh, yep. A huge piece of the picture, in fact. Um, and that's all been... That's all, that's all going to be happening. And that is really important. I think it just it's nice to have that on the horizon something really cool to look forward to this is going to happen i think it's great you know it, it sort of makes me excited for what's going to happen it makes me excited for the future and the last few months although i am of course always excited about vr it's just nice knowing that you've got something yeah. super big on the horizon that's going to be great for everyone if this especially was... when 
Sorry, Matt. Uh, Gigi. No, no, I was no, just no. Gonna say, especially let, like Mike, let, when you're like ingrained in the VR community, and that's pretty much during the di- normal day. That's all that you hear is the same stuff over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we've got when we get a big game announcement or a big hardware announcement like this, it's means probably a lot more to us than it does, does to normal people because we're so ingrained in this that we're like, oh man, look now we've got something huge to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. let's not beat around the bush as well. If this would have happened during the Facebook scenario that happened, I don't know, man. I mean, I was I was struggling that week. That week when Facebook decided to say you've got to sign in to have an Oculus account, the hate was huge, and it, and it was hard. It I think for us yeah. that are in the bubble, though, you know, we kind of almost expected it would happen eventually. Uh, although we didn't necessarily want it to happen, it did. But I think, you know, on the on the outside, from a traditional gamer's perspective that isn't in this kind of VR niche, in this VR bubble that we're all in and occupy, uh, they certainly see it a different way. You know, they are not mm. interested in that. And, and this might be something enticing for them. You know, maybe they've already got a PS5. They were lucky enough to get one. You know, then, then they're like, well, if I can play a game like Half-Life Alex or, you know, the next Astro Bot or Grand Blood Turismo, and Truth or Grand Turismo. next Firewall, Gran Turismo, if I can play that in VR and VR is going somewhere and it's like, you know, I think it's confirmed at this point, you know, like VR isn't going yeah. anywhere now. We're just going onwards and upwards from here. Yeah. Then this is their opportunity to jump in and try it out. And I think that's going to be great. And I think that too, with what Oculus has done, it's almost showed people that it isn't going where anywhere, even if they don't want to get into that ecosystem. Yep. So these people that have PS5s, PS4 launched, and when they launched the PSVR, was it two years later? I think three years later, um, VR was still infancy, you know, really young. It, mm. That was the big step for people outside of PC VR into virtual reality, and that's what really got me into into it more. And um, now that it's more common to hear about virtual reality in some of the games and there's people reaching out to me that are hearing about the quest for instance asking me questions about it that i never even expected would want one um and they're showing it on you know everywhere so vr is getting a lot more publicity if sony delivers on an insane really good vr headset there's people out there that are going to be like okay now it's time for me to try it because Mm -hmm. it's popularized and not you know what i mean so i think that that to that end, Oculus has really done even Sony a favor in that way because they've, they with what they've done, they've put a ton of money into making VR more popular, and just all the other companies that are jumping in are going to benefit from it. Yeah, and plus now there's so many games to play. You know, early on everybody was like, I don't want to get VR. There's nothing to play. There's no yeah, right. good games out there. You know, so yep. so now especially by next year, like there's no way you can say that anymore. You know what I mean? So that's that's a big bonus too. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, as I said about the Facebook thing, just I'm not going to go back on that really, but um, just to say, like, Oculus have done a fantastic job. Don't I don't know think you you can't really support VR. It's very hard to support VR without supporting Oculus because they are carrying the flame and they're doing great work yeah. and yeah. they're bringing great games out with fantastic technology at incredibly affordable prices. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm not sure I'm- PlayStation will be that price. You know, no. I don't think so either, but I think you're right. You know, like regardless of whether you detest Facebook or not without them, VR would be dead. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they have kept it alive for sure. And, and, you know, they, they, they have. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a crazy thing. And uh, And it might not be, it really might not be, um, you know, a coincidence 
that Sony said what they said last year and waited the holiday season to see how Oculus did with their Quest 2 sales or approximated, you know. They had a they have a dev kit, obviously, but that doesn't mean that they had to ship it. A ton of R&D goes into stuff all the time they never do anything with. It's possible they waited through the holiday season to see, okay, is this viable? Is there really enough interest for us to come out with another product? And then they see what's happening as it grows and really explodes in a lot of ways. And they're like, mm -hmm. okay, Lord, we're just jumping all in. That's the other thing as well. Like PlayStation kind of did what Oculus is doing now. They actually had adverts a lot. They were on TV, mm -hmm. in theaters and stuff like that. And that was bloody exciting, you know, just to be sitting in a cinema and seeing Skyrim in mm -hmm. VR in a cinema. It's such a buzz. It was it was great. And then that sort of faded away. And now you're seeing it. Like a lot of videos I go on now, you've got like the super hot at the bottom in the little thing and there'll be a, a the oculus quest 2 advert yeah. before the video and obviously maybe it's catered because i'm looking at vr a lot you know i want to get that but it's there do you know what i mean and, and, and it's all over the place and mm -hmm. that's great it's, yeah uh, they, they have the massive budgets like oculus do to to market this thing everywhere you yeah. Know? yeah 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 so that's going to be great just to get the exposure out there it's going to be absolutely awesome uh Carrying on, talking about Oculus Quest. Matt, can you tell us about Oculus Update 26? 26. Please. <laughs> the couch update? The couch update. <laughs> I was just I watching his video earlier today. <laughs> We're all watching so, his video. Yeah. So it was literally an update. I mean, there is some hand tracking adjustments that it apparently to try to help with that. But that, other than that, it wasn't any bug fixes or anything according to the updates or the uh, release notes. It was just about the couch or sofa. Um, so... You can actually go in and add that now um, to your Guardian, uh, which it actually functions pretty well. So if you're standing in, it doesn't do anything if you're in a game, um, as far as I can tell. It didn't win anyways when I tried it. Uh, but if you're in the main home area and you want a chance to sit down, <laughs> you can turn around and you actually see your couch <laughs> there. I don't know. I mean, I guess their their reasoning was because <laughs> was, be was because you My did you know this. Yeah, you did this beat saber around, I guess, and you got really tired. So you're going to go back to your Oculus home environment, and then you can have a couch there, and you just sit down. It's it works. It's a little weird. So you set it up by um, you go into the settings, the experimental settings, and you hit add, and it gives you this. Um, Does it have to be a couch? Do, can it be? Could it be no, a bed? It could be a chair. It could be a bed or a chair. Anything you can sit on. Because right. what you do is you put it up against the edge of it. And you pull the trigger and you scan it across the width. It doesn't, and it, so it t senses the height based on the, you know, the the new thing they have in the Guardian. Yeah, you see all the, the pins and stuff yeah, and yeah, change yeah. color. Yeah, right. It senses the height with that, and then it uses the scan. So you scan across for width, and then you just hit add. So like I only did half my couch to test it, and it just adds a couch. And you, you're literally just looking at a 3D model of a couch in your home environment, and you can go. When you get closer to it, the Guardian turns. You know, it turns transparent, so you can see out. Um, and see the couch, and when you turn around and sit down, it transitions back, and it says, do you want to enter couch mode or something like that? <laughs> Are you fucking serious? <laughs> do you want to enter couch mode? Yeah, something like that. I care what it says. Do you want to uh, activate couch mode or something like that? <laughs> you hit, you hit OK, the and then it transitions what? to a static guardian, so you're sitting on the couch. And when you stand up, it does the same thing. It transitions out of it. I think I must be one of the only people that run the uh, the pass through home environment. Does anybody do that? I know we ran a poll one time on our show, and it seemed like not that many people do it. 
but I run the the pass through all the time. Like I don't have yeah. any home mm. environment set up. So for me, I mean, I think that feature is cool, but I don't see using it because I can, yeah, yeah. you know, if I'm in the menu, I can see stuff anyways. But I do like the idea of sitting down. When I play Population One, after a round, in between, you know, when you're waiting and stuff, I have a chair that I always sit down in a lot of times just to try to like, <laughs> you know, feel a little bit better after all that movement and stuff. But yeah, but yeah, that's what it was. Version twenty six. It's it's literally a couch in VR. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I want drink tracking though. That's what I yeah. need. Yes, yes. I saw a guy did that. I saw it on Twitter a while back where he was using Steam VR and like a 3D mm. printed mug. And I was like, man, that is so cool. I, I really hope that comes to be someday. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, another bit of news we missed because obviously the show's on a Wednesday. Uh, you can now buy a refurbished OG Oculus Quest. Did anyone find out if the hard drive size is it 64 gig or 128? They were referring to for 64. Yeah. So 64 gig original Oculus Quest refurbished. There's some sort of this isn't like don't expect it to be crappy. Apparently it's cleaned inside out. It works. It's tested and it's basically as good as new. Is what they're saying. Yeah. Aren't they? about, about the same you'd get probably at this point if you sent in a Quest to get it replaced. And you get a six month warranty and a 30 day uh, return policy. Who's gonna? Are you? Would would you recommend anyone buying one for one nine nine? No. Why not? No, I I think I would just I would urge someone just to save that extra bit of money and just get the Quest Two. Uh, I know that the parity between the two platforms is the same right now, pretty much, with the exception of like Rec Rooms Battle Royale mode that is only exclusive to Quest Two. Yeah. But I think on the horizon, no pun intended. Uh, that we will see more exclusive <laughs> Quest 2 features um, that won't be available on Quest 1. And as we've seen with Oculus in the past, they drop hardware like a stone, with, like they did with the Rift. So, um, We're moving you know, on! I, I would urge them just to spend the extra 100 bucks because it is only available in the US as well, by the way. It's not available in Europe. Right. Um, but, you know, if you're, if you're desperately tight on cash and you just can't afford the 300 bucks, then it is still a great headset. Like I said, mm. the games are going to be the same, um, but I would I would urge you to just push a little bit more, save a little bit more, get the yeah. better headset. I did. I sent uh, GT a link earlier too. This is in the UK, and I'm not familiar with the site, but it's game.co.uk, and they're actually offering a Quest Two right now for twenty. I think it's twenty dollars off, basically. So it's listed as two oh, seventy nice. nine. So that's that's yeah. a really good deal for a Quest mm. Two. I mean, I haven't seen really those go on sale. So. Two hundred eighty pound. Yeah. yeah, that's a great deal. That's a great yeah. deal. Yeah, and that's the same for the the other one as well. So yeah, it's uh, three eighty or three seven nine, which is awesome, absolutely awesome. I nearly bought another one today because of Gorilla Tag, because <laughs> I've honestly no right. I've got these bloody protective rings on my Quest from VR Cover, and thank God they're on there because I smacked the end of my bed so hard I stopped playing. I was like, oh my god, I've broken my controllers, dude. Like I panicked so bad, and I was thinking. Fuck my kid is gorilla tag. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got so worried. Uh, yeah. So as Mike said, it's probably better to try and save up and get the quest two. I think as well, everything about the quest two is better as far as I'm concerned. I wish they would have kept the bloody original head strap though for the quest two. I thought that was a better head strap, um, personally, than the jock strap that we got. And the, the IPD. The I, do, I do wish they kept the IPD, the full IPD instead of the three yeah. notches, but yeah. it, it works. Agreed. It works good Hopefully enough. Hopefully we have a, like a, in the next iteration we have uh, in between between the two, because I love yeah. the, the physical slider, but by the time I got done using mine, it had wiggle to it. So if I moved my mm -hmm. head, it would pop up with the graphic inside saying that I would change my, I had changed my IPD. 
Yeah, that's um, a good point. I had that too. Yeah, so there needs to be something that, that locks it in place, like a slider like that or so, of some sort, but some way to keep it in one spot so that doesn't happen. Yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, I've got an email. I don't know whether this is any import, uh, of any importance or not. Uh, a new report on controller usage on Steam is available now. New reports are available for the developers in the Steamworks sales and activations dashboard that show a breakdown of the major game controllers players are using or could use within their game. Uh, this comes on the heels of a recent update that added support for PS5 controllers and a number of improvements, various Steam input. So, I mean, I, I mean, does that go across the VR as well, do you think? Do you think they monitor what... Like, Sean, I, I take it with a G2, you then use your knuckles. Um, I actually haven't done that. I haven't got the, uh, oh, the okay. dongles that you have to. So I, when I use the G2, I actually use the uh, G2 controllers. So I have thought about doing that. I just, I don't know. I got so many headsets and stuff. And again, it's another step of setting all that stuff up. So I might do it someday, but we'll see. What about you, Mike? Do you use your index with the G2? Did you try that? No, again, same deal. I, I feel like hacked together solutions like I feel like showing them on video sometimes is kind of a bit like oh, people aren't just gonna, people aren't going to do that and people aren't interested in doing that. No. They just want to jump in and try it. Yeah. So that's why I didn't bother. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to have to work to make that headset better. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So uh, you you guys obviously new to the show. Actually, before I do the news, let's do a quick thing of uh, Sean. How did you get into virtual reality? What's your story? Uh, well, uh, I was watching every single thing on YouTube when DK1 stuff came out. I was super excited about the technology. I had never tried it before in was my you watching life. Mike? Other... Was you watching Mike? Uh, yeah. I oh, wasn't yeah. even making videos back then, I don't think. Not DK1. I mean, I, well, yeah, not DK1. But I, I mean, I, the earliest stuff I remember is him and Daisy mm. and Paradise Decay, you know, all of them for, from a lot, as long as I can remember. But it was mostly all stuff with Palmer Lucky and stuff that I was watching, uh, DK1 yeah. stuff. And I was just super excited about the technology. Like I knew right then that was going to be something that I wanted to try and get into. And I didn't have a, a PC back then that was capable, even though, you know, the specs aren't what they are now. But so I watched all the DK1 stuff, all the DK2 stuff. And then, like I said, I had really hoped that Oculus would work with Xbox. That never happened. So a deal came along. It was uh, in 2016 uh, through Best Buy, where you got a gaming PC with a 1060 and a, an a Oculus Rift. And that was back before you got touch controllers. So you had to, it was a bundle, I think, with the, with the headset and the computer, and then you had to buy the controller separately. So uh, me and Tyler, if you know Tyler from a uh, rendered reality, same day, you know, he's in Ohio, I'm in Virginia. We both are on the phone going to like three different Best Buys because none of them had the full thing. Uh, and then we get back home, we're trying to get this thing set up and working. And then uh, we went in together and we went into like toy box and like a bunch yeah. of little silly things. And we just died laughing for hours i mean and it was like we were hanging out in person you know and that you know because we're best friends from being young and we live far apart now so we had always game together on xbox and it was just like this is this is completely new like this is a complete game changer when it comes to playing games with friends and stuff and, and ever since then i mean every single thing that we could try that was coming out you know arizona sunshine played the whole game and co-op together and, and we have memories of that you know tyler screaming because i had the flashlight and he only had the glow stick down in the mine you know what i mean like it was just yeah. it, it's just the memories and it's just i mean ever since getting that cv1 i knew that i could never go back to flat gaming and enjoy it like i used to you know yeah what about you mike what's your Back story. in the day, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Oasis. 
yeah, like a bit like Sean, you know, I, I was just drinking up all the all the content around uh, DK1 uh, stuff. And uh, Nathy was one of the first VR channels I discovered. And also uh, Somatic Bruce was making uh, videos around the DK1 as well. And um, he actually works for Oculus now. Uh, he's a really cool guy if you ever get to meet him. Uh, but he was one of the OG, uh, like kind of YouTube uh, VR creators. And um, I really wanted to back the Kickstarter campaign for the DK1, but I couldn't afford it at the time. So I saved up a bunch of money, waited until the Kickstarter campaign started shipping out headsets. And then some guy, I knew it would happen that some guy would sell one on eBay, like overinflate the, pr the price. So I ended up paying well, well over the odds for one. Um, but I, I plugged it in, you know, played some demos with a friend, felt like motion sick for hours and just absolutely had a blast. I, I just knew then straight away, like this is the future of gaming. You know, we, we've we've strived for years to make gaming more immersive, you know, better TVs, higher resolution TVs, mm. different weird and wonderful controllers and contraptions and haptic feedback stuff that just was gimmicky and never really worked. And then this was like, this is what we've all been wanting. We want to be in the game. Uh, and then from then on, um, I bought the, the CV1. And then as soon as the touch controllers arrived, that's when I was like, okay, now's the time to start making videos. Like, I really want to share this with everyone because everyone around me, I was like, this is amazing. This is amazing. This is amazing. I was, I was like, I don't care. I'm like, this is like, no one, no one cared. It was like shouting from the rooftop and not everyone just ignoring the crazy guy. I think on the that's why everyone does it though. I think that's why everyone does yeah. it originally because like you're talking about bubbles and circles and stuff. I don't know anyone. Physically, like in my area, I can't like. No, I don't know anyone. I I don't know anyone. Even though they not they might know me and I, and they know I like gaming and VR. Uh, some people buy a headset then sell it, and it just I don't know, you know. And that's right. You just I just want to say, man, that was a that it definitely that investment paid off. Yeah, it? it paid off in the end. Yeah, it, did. it took a while. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> it <did in> <laughs> yeah, it paid off, man. It paid off. But it's a beautiful thing, uh, Matt. What's your what's your VR thing, dude? I just want to ask now. Well, um, we probably covered it, but I want to know again. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I've been a lover of VR for a long time, um, mostly conceptually, <laughs> the idea of it. Um, for years and years, my first real foray into it was when I was young. I went to Disney uh, World, and they had this arcade um, called um, Disney Quest, and they had these awful, awful VR experiences that had a tiny field of view it had awful refresh rate the visuals were so bad it made me sick for the rest of the day it was like awful so like i wanted to, to just be sick all day long it ruined my entire day in disney <laughs> <laughs> and at that point i was like all right well it's not ready yet but i still can see that it would be very interesting to you know to experience and then i followed along with a lot of things but then lost track of it for a while because I just didn't have a PC that was capable of doing anything. So things started to come out. You know, you had the original Oculus stuff. And I knew about it, but didn't pay really a lot of attention to it because at the time I had a, I was young, a young wife, young kid, and just didn't have any money um, mm. to spend on it. And I didn't have a PC to do anything with. So um, on, along comes the PSVR. And I'm like, I already have a PS4. All I've got to do is buy this now, and I can actually play VR. So that, to me, was the big thing. I tried some of the other stuff on PC, but like I said, just didn't have the ability to buy a PC myself. And I already had a PS4, so that's what brought me into, really, virtual reality. And then I was showing as many people in my family as I could. I was like, I was scaring everyone that I could using the shark experience. Hell yeah. Down in the depths. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and I was just in love with it. And... Kind of fell out of touch with it for a while because i got really busy and went back to school over my own business 
um, did a whole bunch of stuff, and I still occasionally played it until I heard about the quest, and that's really what just made me fall back in love with doing everything VR again. Um, I just couldn't help it. I heard I had a channel before that was video production stuff and filmmaking, because that's, that's what I did as a career. And I was like, you know what? This quest thing is something special about this, so I have to tell people about it. Um, and that's really where it started. I started a month before the quest released, and then and ever since I've just been kind of doing what I can to tell people about it. That's fantastic. It's so good, guys. It's so good. I've got a lot of people saying, uh, talking about who their first YouTubers they watch. It's weird, isn't it? Because you can't, you will forget that you make any impact on anyone, really. Then you just forget, you know, I mean, people come through and I bet tons of people say, oh, you, you helped me discover VR, but you don't really ever take it in. You don't actually realize how much you've changed yeah. someone's life. We, we actually talked a little bit about this on our last show, talking about some of the people that we used to watch. And for me, this was a little bit later on. I, I'm pretty, uh, yeah, I'm sure I already had my CV one and stuff by now, but I don't know if any of you guys ever used to watch epics nine one one. Yeah. And he changed his uh, name a couple of times, I think, but I, I used to get up cause he was doing daily stuff for a while. So I used to get up every morning and I would watch the previous day's uh, video as I was getting ready for work and stuff like that. And I, and I just loved it, but yeah, he, he was one that definitely had an impact on me. I, he, he was an awesome guy oh, he had a lovely nature yeah. um and yeah. i love because he was a school teacher i believe uh you know and he had he just had that way about him of, of educating people and the way he talked yeah. was just really like you could just sit and listen to him for hours yeah you know, he was yeah. one of those guys yeah yeah it's a shame he left it's a shame yeah, he left the scene hopefully it um, comes back he might come back i don't know hopefully. yeah well we just we just found out man yeah exactly he's not going anywhere uh <laughs> yeah so like my 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 one i'll quickly add was um pretty much psvr frank um oh, yeah. back yeah. in the yeah, day uh because i remember i was i was on holiday as i said i played psvr off my own back i discovered it on my own pretty much i just saw i was a playstation fan gaming fan and then i heard playstation vr and i was like i've got to go and try it. it's free like travel to london i went with my friend uh we got playstation water which i can tell you now just tastes the same as normal water but it was quite exciting yeah. to drink it and um i was blown away completely blown away and uh yeah i waited a whole year i wish i had it now really um because it but i did play star trek bridge crew every night for like two months so i don't regret it you know every night i was sitting there being the captain of a starship with countless cadets you know i mean helping them out doing the kobayashi maru challenge like that was absolutely fantastic i loved that i loved just going into a room and i'm like are you guys waiting for a captain to do the kobayashi maru they'd be like yeah can you do it and i'm like yeah i know how to do it <laughs> I, to do it. I wouldn't know how to do it now i don't think it's quite hard because you had to like rescue over a hundred you had to beam aboard over 120 people while being in the uh in the demilitarized no not the, what's it called that's that? insane that what is, is insane. that what is that zone oh god i can't remember it um yeah so anyway you had to go into this really bad place and you get attacked and stuff and i knew how to do it and uh it was just great. It was so Star Trek was probably still is my most played VR game, I reckon. Because it's and there's not many games that do that. That that um that gameplay mechanic of the game relies on four people to play together to accomplish a mission. And I think that's very important and I'd love to see more games do that. So uh, just to keep up with tradition, I'm gonna roll our VR news thing. So don't talk for a second. And there it is, the VR news thing. It's just something we do on here. We get it wrong now and again. Um, but yeah. Uh, where are you, BMF? Are you in a dungeon? In a dungeon. Oh, I'm in a dungeon, yeah. Um, 
my basement office. This is where I do all the magic happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you see the wall with all the headsets and stuff. It's somewhere in the in the darkness. In the yeah, background. Yeah, there's a there's a green screen back there that turns into that. <laughs> <laughs> Ideal. Ideal. Yeah. So uh, getting into the news. Oh yeah. So on the fourth of June in 2019, to the top which hopefully some of you do know that game to the top. Because uh, it was a big hit, I think, on PC. And uh, actually, if you YouTube it, a lot of big tubers covered it. Jacksepticeye and a few others, you know, like everyone's pretty much played to the top. It was ready for Oculus Quest to come to the official store. Uh, the developers reached out to me and they were like, GT, do you want to do like a gameplay announcement together for the launch? And I was like, hell yeah. The day we went to record is the same day we found out that they said no. Oculus, so like no to the top. Is not coming to the Oculus Quest, and then I think that carried on with a few other games. Like, what were the other? Do you remember? Does anyone else remember any of the other games that were told no? There was oh, Pixel Ripped, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they were the two biggest. I kind of got to be careful about ones that I'm not allowed to talk about. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I'm just gonna keep quiet. But I met the guy. I met the guy that made to the top at OC five uh when all that happened and he was such a nice guy and i felt awful for him because he'd been working so hard on it and that was the first time we'd really heard that that they were going to be so strict with the curation process so i just felt terrible for him really well that's uh, what i'm saying like i had and obviously he had the quest version it was done they'd already put yeah. in the work and the time and the money and they've made it and on the day they thought it was coming out they were told no mm -hmm. so i'm pleased to say that it is coming to Oculus App Labs. Uh, it is now currently um, being reviewed, whatever it is, uh, uh, pending approval. It should be here in 10 days. And you will find it on Matthew's site, hopefully. It's, uh, yes. Yeah, it'd be really cool. And I think that way as well, if it's on Oculus App Labs, the multiplayer should be there, which is what was missing in the SideQuest version. So I'm hoping uh, that turns up. And also, in the meantime, they have given me a snippet of what they don't want me to call <laughs> to the top two. Uh, they don't want me to call it that. It is a sequel. It's not called to the top two. They reckon that is quite a mouthful. It's called Super Kit. Now, there is no sound currently, um, but they, they, they want me to run it. So uh, it is just going to be sitting in the center uh, of us now um, in the little screen in the middle. It kind of still looks like to the top to me. Um, maybe those targets won't be there in the future or something. I'm not sure. But as you can see from here, you can see there's enemies. It looks a bit like Mario kind of thing. I don't. Is he? He's punching them with his like rocket hands and stuff. And uh, yeah, he just. I think more importantly, he wanted me to get out there. That is happening, and they're looks working on it. Visually, a lot different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gra the graphics look a lot different. Um, it still looks like the same mechanics. Yeah, yeah. To me, he said this is very early build. Sorry, hold on. Want to uh, try? No, I don't. Um, <laughs> he always does that Siri always does that to me he like butts in and just tells me directions um, but yeah I mean that's crazy a lot of people are massive fans of To The Top you know there was big communities out there um, doing speed runs and doing multiplayer one of the best things about To The Top was multiplayer because it felt like using like a VR Mario game mm -hmm. uh, in some of those levels and uh, yeah so there you go Super Kit is what they call it so I'll take it you've Super all played To The kit. Top yeah <laughs> have you all played to the top yeah i played to the top yeah, yeah. um it was uh i played it on pc i believe um when it came on to steam um and yeah it was like a fun game you know it, 
it, you know, it's like one of those kind of parkour, early parkour games, you know, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun and it was just a big shame for him. Uh, like you said, cause he put all the development time in up front, not realizing that he could get rejected. And yeah, that, that sucks for anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, did you say I'm so Jeff Pop at GT? Can you please turn up GT? He's a bit quieter. Is that me? Am I quiet? Because on my sound levels, I don't look quieter. Um, and I, I obviously I don't want to over talk everyone. So, uh, yeah, Skiva, how you doing, man? Welcome and Rend of Reality. The kind people with the beards have dropped a Star Trek Bridge Crew Oculus code. Thank you, man. Thank you. I dropped a couple codes. I think that's the second code uh, in there. So hopefully, some people are paying attention and uh, nabbing those up. So. Are you just like you... rubbing your beard like that? And codes yeah, are falling out. Yeah, oh. yeah just magic. <laughs> There's another code for you. <laughs> nice. I figured since you were talking about Star Trek Bridge Crew, I'd throw one in there. So. I don't know. How you, I don't know. You just have them laying about. You just have codes. Just... Uh, honestly, we so you know we do our show and we do the YouTube. We get super chats and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of the you know because for me and Tyler right now it's just really a hobby and we're having fun with it. So we just like to use a lot of that money just to to do giveaways, give back codes. So I mean most most all of them we purchase. You know every once in a while a developer will send us code to give away, but it's just fun. I don't know. We just like to do it. <laughs> that is it. Should always it should always remain fun. Yeah, always. the best thing is that you can do it with Oculus Quest now because they did the gifting. So that has been awesome because before we could really only do stuff on Steam and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, I still want gift cards. I still want Oculus gift cards, but that has been awesome to be able to do with Quest stuff. So, yeah, we was asking for that for ages, the yeah. ability to gift codes. And uh, I still, I still want, I mean, it's nice to buy people games. Don't give me, like, absolutely not. But I think I'd still love to get vouchers. I don't know why. I'd love to send someone a voucher code yeah. and then just yeah, say, that's cool. there you go, man. There's like 20 pounds or $20. Well, like right. My brother, I tried, I wanted to give him something for Christmas. And instead of being able to give him a, a like a car, gift card to be able to buy something, because they got a Quest 2 um, sometime in the holidays, um, I had to pick a game and send it to him. Now he's a fan of like Battle Royale, so I ended up picking Population 1, which you can't really go wrong with that anyways. But it would have been nice to allow him to actually choose what he wanted. Yeah 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 and they have done gift cards in the past they gave them away to everyone that attended oc5 yeah. so they they have done them um oh. why they haven't brought them out publicly i have no idea yeah, i never knew that hu- I never it's knew. a huge missed opportunity i feel like especially holiday season like man they would they would sell those things like crazy the thing about mm-hmm. gift cards too is is that the companies that sell them a lot of times make money back on them because people don't use all of them yeah <laughs> so, yeah, oh, they lose them for yeah, they lose. I was gonna say somebody gets a gift card for Christmas and never spends it because they forget to add it into their thing, and they've you know, so they're missing out on just the just the incidentals that happen with that too. Doom Sly, thank you ever so much. Uh, you love this podcast, and he wants me to say hi to all of you. Hi, hi everyone. Thank you for joining the podcast. Hey, Doom Sly. Doom Sly is wicked. Uh, he loves Doom. Who doesn't? That's true. That is true. <laughs> Did you play Doom Eternal? Yeah, although I kind of got bored halfway through, I have to admit. <laughs> I did, I did, and you know it was annoying because when I when I first uh, put the game on, I was like, the graphics in this game are incredible. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, it did feel quite repetitive for me, unfortunately. Um, yeah, there's something about it that just didn't pull me through it as much as the previous remake did. You know, the Doom 2016 remake. Yeah. Uh, reboot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, oh yeah okay 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 i need to go back a little bit as well uh paradise wanted to know about your you guys thoughts about xbox and vr oh god i think sean hit the nail on the head earlier <laughs> on actually because 
Um, like he rightly said, you know, the CV1 shipped with an Xbox controller. It didn't have any motion controls when it first came out. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, we might be talking about the Climb 2 later on, but the original Climb, you played it with an Xbox controller <laughs> and you just sat there in your chair, like doing the little grips with your, your Xbox controller. I didn't know that. Uh, and looking around. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Um, I'm sure there's videos going back. You can see it being played with an Xbox controller. Um, so it was a big deal when I played it again with the, mo with the, the motion controllers. Um, but everyone thought that, you know, that Oculus obviously did a deal with Microsoft to ship these controllers and there might be some long-term relationship there and that maybe, you know, the future Microsoft Xbox might support uh, an Oculus headset. That's how the kind of partnership would go. Uh, but it just it just never happened. It just never materialized. We never really heard anything else about it. I would love for Microsoft to come in and and, and be a player in this market because I think there is definitely space for more people. You know, like we said earlier on, people we definitely need more competition whether this announcement from Sony will change their mind, I don't know. They've got platform, uh, you know, a Microsoft uh, mixed reality platform. Why they can't just convert some of those headsets to work with the Xbox One Series X or whatever it is, I have no idea. But it would be a smart move in my opinion. Otherwise, they're just going to be left out of the game, ultimately, in the long term. No one will know their history in VR. I'm not sure on. where Xbox is going in general. Like, in general. Yeah. You know, because, like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very lucky to have an Xbox X, but when you've got a PC, I kind of, apart from the idea of not being on PC, I struggle to find a reason to turn it on. Um, because Games Pass is also on PC. So it's, you know, I'm sort of stuck in this, what do I need this for? Mm. Yeah, I felt the same way about it. I was a big Xbox fan back in the day, but I've recently sort of, like you, like you uh, converted more onto the, the PlayStation side. Because yeah. like you say, I guess we're fortunate in that we have hardware that can run xbox games on pc mm. but still like the the lineup isn't as strong as as the the playstation first party titles yeah uh, the, the one that i want to see is forza horizon i used to love that game on xbox yeah. and if that could come to vr because i, I like the the car games and stuff but i'm not like a sim racer mm -hmm. but the open world aspect and the, the car customization aspect and stuff of forza horizon that that's Dude. one that i've always wanted so bad in vr do you remember the forza marketplace Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You sell paint jobs and I'm yeah, like, oh, man. I mean, it's an awesome game. It was a massive, I spent a ton of time in that game on Xbox. Yeah. yeah. That would be such a good game to, to get into VR. Huh? I used to I spend so. hours just doing that, being on the skin yeah. market and like, um, sitting there. And I remember bidding on a legend of Zelda skin this guy made and it was fantastic yeah there was some awesome stuff i mean and the car customization i used to take like these junker cars and put like these crappy paint jobs on them sell them for a fortune like, no no i'd put like oh. these uh massive like super engines in them with twin turbos make them like crazy fast <laughs> and then we would go out because there was like this big long strip that everybody go like drag racing on or i think it was at an airport they had and it was just fun man it was so much fun so that's still my dream i, I think about that all the time that might be the only thing that and Gran Turismo, the only, actually, it might even only have been Forza that really, yeah, it definitely was Forza actually that you could, as you said, you had the drag race on the strip on like the airfield, yeah, and yeah. I'd have like these cars, they'd be fucking bouncing up the road yeah. like doing a wheelie, just <laughs> trying to get that little bit quicker uh, yeah. than someone else. Yeah, man, crazy. Do you know, I, I apart from, I completely forgot about that side of it. Completely forgot about that side of it. Um, good game yeah that is really cool but uh, uh delirium drew thank you ever so much amazing guest i know how blessed do i feel today 
um, to have amazing guys here today, you know. And thank you ever so much for being on the show, boys. I know it's a finish, but I just want to thank you anyway. You know, cheers. No, I appreciate the invite. It's always fun. It's always fun for me being a guest on another show because I don't have to do any work. Just <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Just jumps yeah. out of the bath straight on. Yeah. Straight on. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So uh, what we're going to do now, we're going to quickly have a look at the Hyperdash trailer and we'll see you in a minute. Welcome to Hyperdash. Prepare to start. That is Hyperdash. Suddenly we've got loads of people subscribing for some reason. I don't know what's happening here. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Hyperdash. Boys, let's talk about Hyperdash. Talk about your experiences with Hyperdash. When have you played it? How much have you played it? And what do you like about it? Yeah, so like, uh, I love this game. Uh, you know, and I wish the developers uh, Triangle Factory like the best of luck with the launch. Um, I think it's one of the best shooters available on Quest. Super fast paced, super fun. It has a variety of different game modes and maps. It has rails that you can grind on like Jet Set Radio, you know, like if you ever played that game back in the day, it's, it's yeah. that kind of style. It's awesome. And I remember playing this with GT about a year ago uh, when it was available on SideQuest. It was very early days for the game. I think we both agreed back then that the game was something special and we both really enjoyed it. And it was it was fun and it had this amazing potential. It Obviously, was it March. More... It was March last year. It was a year ago, was it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah basically, wow. yeah. Uh, time flies uh, but you know nowadays it does have more competition and i think you know it back then it it didn't have that competition there wasn't m very many shooters available on quest even on side quest uh, but now it has population one to compete with it has onward it has contractors solaris um i do think it can stand on its own as it's quite unique and it's got some really unique gameplay mechanics but um it'll be interesting to see how it fares against the competition now but i think it's got a, a cracking soundtrack as you just uh, played on the mm. on the trailer, uh, and it's got some really fun gameplay mechanics with the, with the riding on the rails and, and the different game modes and stuff. So yeah, I think it's a great game, definitely worth checking out tomorrow. But it is competing with some other bits and pieces uh, for your attention. So just bear that in mind. I think that it's as far as shooters on the quest go, it's my favorite uh, locomotion shooter, mm. aside from maybe Population One. I love the climbing and the the gliding and that. Um, but it, this feels extremely fast paced. Like I played it when it first came out um, on side quest in the alpha, there's one map available, one mode that was all that was there. And that was the last time I'd played it. Uh, and then when I jumped in um, more recently and it is so, so fast paced now, like stuff's happening all around you. You can slide on rails, you jump to grab a gun while jumping across the, you know, the, the water because you it's just it's incredible i've never it's just it, the speed at which you play was surprising to me because even though when i played it earlier on it was fun 
it, the I don't know. There's just something faster taste about it. It feels it hit me tighter than before. It feels oh, much. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, much, much tighter. And um, I didn't necessarily notice it or remember it, but it seems like all the weapons have an alternative fire mode yep. as well. Um, and yeah, they've definitely got that balancing. That is, you can definitely tell that's what they've they've been working on a lot, I think. Because that is very important for weapons. You know, if, you, if you've only got eight weapons, you've got to balance the fuck out of them because they've got to be... People are going to rely on certain weapons. They're going to find a certain weapon and they're going to stick to it. Like there is magnums in that game, like Desert Eagles, you know, which means accuracy. It's on like a rail gun kind of thing. You know, if you get that headshot, you've done them. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I think there's something really satisfying about the dual wielding. Mm. You know, you're, you're constantly dual wielding. You know, every other movement is handled by just like the joysticks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's super fun as well, which isn't necessarily in any other sort of shooter. So... Yeah, the yeah. dual wielding's cool as well. Sean, you done a bit of hyper dash? Yeah, I, uh, if you know me, I'm, I'm a big fan of first-person shooters. I love first-person shooter games. So uh, me and Tyler have played this quite a bit. We haven't played it in a little while now, but uh, we saw it. You know, people were talking about it, and they were telling us, oh, man, you guys got to try hyper dash. You got to try it. So, you know, looking at it, we're like, okay, you know, it looks all right. So we went in there, and we're like, man, this is awesome. Like, <laughs> we, had a, we had a blast. And one of the things that I love about VR is that I love when games push the envelope. You know, I like the, the gliding on the rails. I like the high speed. I like population one for the flying, you know, like those things just feel really good to me. Like even contractors, when they added the ability to jump, you know, when you push in the stick and you can jump in contractors, like that stuff to me, feels so good. Like I remember uh, Robo Recall doing the mods in that where you could do the free locomotion and the jumping. And I was like, man, like, why don't more games do this? Like, I understand, you know, they're, they're trying to cater to, uh, you know, motion sickness and stuff. And it's so tough with new people coming in. They don't want to scare people off and make them sick. So I understand it, but I love the fact that, you know, I love the sliding on rails. I, I think it's, I think people are going to really enjoy it if they haven't played it yet. And, and, and like, uh, you guys were saying, you know, the competition is tough because I don't know that tomorrow was the best day to launch this game. <laughs> I was playing for someone yeah, to bring this up. <laughs> yeah, with the population one update. I, I, and I know a lot of times that's out of their hands because Oculus has a say in when the game comes out. So they can't always decide that. But uh, I mean, I would love to know the number of players that are playing population one on quest. Cause it always seems really high for a shooter game, you know? <laughs> and, Cause like I, we loved contractors, but for a long time on PC, it died off and we couldn't play it anymore. Cause there mm-hmm. just wasn't enough people to play with. So population one has done so many things right in that space that they they're, they're going to be tough to compete with, but I think Hyperdash is an awesome game. I think if you have not played this, you should definitely pick it up tomorrow. And I think people are really going to be impressed. So it's a lot of fun and it's, it's a little bit different than all the rest of the shooters. It's not just your run of the mill shooter. So it, it's fun. I was just going to say that is the one thing like, you got Pavlov, you got contractors. Yeah. Similar games. Um, and Pavlov's coming soon too on. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Pavlov, yeah. So. Yeah. That's literally just, they put out a video, didn't they yeah. on Twitter yeah. and it, it looks so much tighter. Have you just mm-hmm. have you just tipped one drink into another cup, or have you just got I have two, two drinks? So the the GT mug is gone; it's empty. <laughs> I have moved on to the rendered reality mug. So I yeah, backup coffee. Yeah, yeah. I might not sleep tonight. I might be up for a while because usually I don't drink this much coffee this late in the day. It's like almost five o'clock where I live. So, but that's all right. I don't I, need sleep. But I was going to say, like Hyperdash is actually very different to me. It reminds me of a. Uh, I mean, it's obviously dependent on the game mode. There's team deathmatch. There's deathmatch. There's Payload, which is the Overwatch style, which I think is the first thing that will attract someone into this game because that is hectic and it's long yeah. as well. It, like, yeah, a, a, yeah, go on. Sorry, Matt. Oh, no, I, don't, I was just 
mumbling. Go ahead. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> you can mumble. Everyone loves a mumble. Mumble. Um, yeah, and and then uh, I think the other mode was control, which is where you got three buttons to press. I don't know why I've done four. Then you got three, and uh, as long as you press all three and hold those all three buttons at your color team for like five seconds, you've got a point, which mm. is not easy. Like it's not easy <laughs> at all. You know, one person could just shake that whole thing down and i think when uh basically we played it and i've got to say as well i think the haptics in the game i haven't played population one with haptics yet just want to get it out there so far i would actually say that um this game hyperdash was the best use of haptics i've tried with the b haptics best yeah with the lot supports it done everything supports I didn't use the facial interface or the facial thing because I find it un- a little bit uncomfortable I for did. me. It's, um, it's horrible, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend I, it. I wouldn't recommend It's one of those things. It's like, out of all the things I've got, which is the vest, the arms, and the face, it'd be in that order. Vest, arms, then face. Because yeah. it's not yeah. greatly... But it is still pretty cool to get shot in the yeah. head. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But the, I think the what... vest and the arms worked really well in that game. They just mm. you could like you could feel every when you charge up, especially you charge up the shot and you fire, you can really feel it in your forearms. Really cool. Yeah. Mm. And I think what what Triangle Factory did really great with Hyperdash was that they they really worked with the community and listened mm. to the community feedback. They had this obviously uh, on SideQuest for a long time, so they've they've had this constant community feedback from them for like a year now. Whereas I think other games have come out and just dropped as a beta publicly straight away, and then they've struggled to kind of keep up. Um, so I, I definitely think they've done the right thing. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the community reacts to this one. But, you know, like I said earlier, I, I definitely think it's one of the best shooters uh, that's available on Quest. I'll definitely be live streaming it. Um, and, you know, like I do pop one, getting random people to jump in. I, I, I absolutely loved it. Time flew by while playing it. Um, Skiva, thank you ever so much for the donation. He says, thank every one of you for what you do in this, uh, uh, for this amazing industry. Love you guys. Oh. Cheers, man. Cheers, Skiva, and thank you and Alex VR because you do uh, the Between Realities podcast, and uh, you have some amazing guests on there. So thank you as well for everything you do. Uh, I also just want to give sure. a, give sure. a quick shout out to Alex. Actually, I just realised today that he's become the community manager for B Haptics, and mm-hmm. you know I love it when I, I, I see people that are that are in the industry, you know, creating content, and then they transition into sort of like a role within sort of like a company somewhere making VR content or or, or you know, hardware. I think it's great. So congrats to him for that move. Yeah, that yeah, must be awesome. Yeah, it is amazing. It is really good. Uh, someone's mentioned some sort of genitalia. I don't know. I can't actually read all that. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, Bob. Um, blah, 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 blah. Yes, I will do a channel member stream. I can't do it this weekend, unfortunately, um, because I'm working all weekend. Um, but I will be popping on to Render Realities podcast on Saturday. Uh, he's going to have a little bit of a giveaway. He's kind of hinted at them. He's been playing with them to show you <laughs> sort of giveaway merch. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. Some coffee mugs. Love them coffee mugs. <laughs> <laughs> Love them coffee mugs. Uh, so uh, let's, uh, talking about Hive Station, let's move on to Population 1, VR Season 1, and I believe Mike has some details. Well, I've got a few details. I don't know how much I can share, but I can give you the kind of overview of the information that I've been given. As far so as I know, dude, the- honestly, I think, uh, as far as I know, everything is out everything's there. on the table. Uh, yeah, and I will take it on the chin. I will take okay. it on the chin. All right. <laughs> Without going fully into detail, here's the kind of brief rundown. So this is like the the latest update, season one of Population One. 
The differences now are that you've got an LMG, which is designed to suppress a position of the enemy, which is going to be pretty uh, interesting. You've obviously got different rates of fire, uh, the, the rarity of the gun that you pick up. Um, it does, uh, let's see, it has four steps to reload it, it rather does. than the traditional two <laughs> steps to reload a normal gun. So, you know, you're going to have to uh, put some work in. And also, you're going to be slowed down up to 80% of your max run speed when you've got one of these bad boys in your hand. So there's going to be some trade-offs there if you end up picking one of these bad boys up. Uh, you've also got a knife, which is going to be pretty sick. Uh, this uh, is automatically given to the player after leaving the launch mm. platform, So cool. and also available once you've been revived as well. So if you don't have the time to pick up a gun, you can pick up a knife. And uh, this speeds up the player movement by 10% when in your hand. So you can really kind of go into that ninja stealth mode, creep up, up, up on some players and get the jump on them. That's going to be pretty interesting. Along with the knife, melee weapon-wise, you've also got a katana now. Uh, this can deal up to 75 damage. 70, uh, can, 75, so that so two swings and someone's done. Pretty much done. This can also go straight through a shield as well. You've got no protection yeah. from any shields. Um, if you hold it two-handed, this is kind of interesting. The katana produces a small personal shield, which will deflect incoming fire from the front. So you can literally do uh, <laughs> hold it both hands, do a full charge at a player shooting at you, and literally take them out. So that's going to be pretty interesting how this teamwork is going to come in yeah definitely definitely it's going to these 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 changes are really going to change up the way the game plays i feel like um you've also got a zone grenade uh, and this is designed for uh to force players out of cover so you can throw a a zone grenade and that'll obviously uh, bring in the zone to that specific little area and it'll deal damage per second like the normal zone does which is amazing <laughs> yeah you've got the shield drink so alongside the pop one soda red drink you've also now got a blue one which is a shield drink and this restores 25 shield over 15 seconds also this is kind of interesting they've added new inventory management so shield drinks and health sodas can fit five per slot now so you don't have oh, wow. multiple slots for those i didn't know uh, that. frag grenades and bananas can fit two per slot um, bananas are quite so now, big well <laughs> they can be well, it depends depends where you get them from but um, True. but yeah so that's a kind of little overview of kind of some of the changes that are coming in season one. They've got a battle pass now, which is kind of interesting. I think it was what, 300 coins GT yeah. for the battle pass? Yeah, 300 uh, or if you wanted the one with the extra 15 levels, very much like Call of Duty. Uh, if you want yeah. to jump 15 levels to unlock extra characters and stuff, that was 1000 coins. Nice. And they've also got calling cards now. So you have a calling card. If you kill a player, you'll see the calling card of the player that killed you with their own uh, background, uh, which you can buy or, or earn through sort of leveling up. Uh, so that's kind of cool as well. There's loads of changes. I'm really excited to try it out. I'm looking forward to jumping in tomorrow when the uh, the update goes live. I'm not sure when it goes live, about 6 p.m. Normally, normally uh, around that that when that happens that's but, when yeah. that's when all us eu bums need to get on there because all you na people will come along and rinse us with your great <laughs> with your great ping with your great with ping. Your amazing ping yeah, yeah. Rip, <laughs> we are rip lucky. to those of us who are working with 100 ping what i just want to say what an amazing amazing update like the big box are seriously bringing it like that that the in vr i always felt like in vr there was always some you always had to accept something might be missing from the vr version of a game or something you know and slowly this is like if you do any youtube search if you put fortnite vr pop one will come up so that's what people were saying about it and it actually is now 
you know, Matt's so excited he's gone to play. He's it. going to play it now. <laughs> yeah, he's just left yeah. Grogu behind. And I don't, I don't blame him. Place. I don't blame him. Um, but yeah, I, th I think you know, Big Box—they've really set the standard for um, how a community engages with the community, keeps the game fresh, keeps updating things, keeps tweaking things. They've they've absolutely smashed it. I'm not a massive fan of the skins, but you know, I think mm. if they're earning revenue from it and it's making the game better in the long term, and players are buying them and enjoying them, then I'm happy for everyone. Yeah, I, I like you said uh, the the way that they've built the game around you know the community, and they really do a good job of listening to feedback. I was actually in the earliest beta test back before the quest, you know, on the PC build. You told and, me about it. You you yeah. told me you said dude, you, you couldn't tell me any details, but he was like, <laughs> you've got to play Population yeah, One. Yeah, and I, was like, I mean. But every playtest, you know, they were constantly asking for feedback and, they, and they've and they taken a lot of the feedback that the community has given. And, you know, this update, honestly, I mean, this update is a really, really big update. And this could potentially change how the game plays completely. I, it's going to be really interesting to see how this works out, because even with the addition of uh, melee weapons, you know, with the knife and the sword and stuff like that. I, I picture, I have these pictures in my head playing tomorrow and stuff, you know, and I picture myself going into a building and somebody's climbed up in the corner and just Spider-Man hanging there, just waiting for me to walk in the door, you know, and come down on me. Like it's, it's mm -hmm. going to be, it's going to be really strange because the, with the melee weapons in a normal environment, it's going to be weird because you still hear footsteps and flying and stuff like that so it is gonna make things in some areas more difficult but in a camping sense we're gonna i think we're gonna see maybe some more camping and like uh mike was saying with the shield you know with the sword that's i mean you're gonna have i mean population one already is based on teamwork and that's what i love about it like if it was a single player battle royale i probably wouldn't love it as much as i do i love the teamwork of first person shooters so a three-man team that works good together, even if they're not that good, can win a lot. Because if they work together, they can take out players that are better than them all the time. It happens all the time. And I mean, there are some players that are just ridiculously good, and I don't even understand that. But it's just, this this update is really going to be huge. And I just can't wait to see how it completely changes the, the dynamic. And it could be some good things and some bad things, you know, but we'll just have to wait and see. And I think the the future of population one is absolutely endless because I don't think they're going to stop. They're going to keep doing these updates. They're going to change the game. It's going to, it's going to keep getting better. I mean, it's already gotten so much better than it was back in the beta days. And it, it's just so much fun. I mean, like you tell people, like they say, well, the graphics in population one aren't half-life Alex and stuff like that. And I'm like, it, mm. honestly, it doesn't matter. It's just mm -hmm. how much fun you have in that game. And it's one of my favorites. I mean, I talk about it all the time and I just, I love the game. They did a great job. And tomorrow is going to be a big day. Boy Absolutely. Brown, Boy Brown just said he doesn't like teams because he shit at the game and he feels <laughs> like he's letting the side down. Well, you're playing with the wrong team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there are some people that just like to play by themselves. So I think that someday they will have that mode. And mm -hmm. because some people don't like playing as a team, they don't like the teamwork. You know, that's just me personally. Some I people love... don't like talking in VR though. Some people don't like yeah, communicating right. in VR still. You know? Yeah. I mean, you play with new people sometimes and you're like, Hey man, how's it going? Or can I get some help over here? And they don't say anything. And, and it's not that they don't have a mic, you know, you know, they have a mic, you can hear them chewing on stuff and they just don't like to talk. And I mean, that's okay. You don't have to talk. It might so. be Matt. <laughs> and the good thing about that in population. Yeah. Is <laughs> this book? About that. <laughs> I hear that like people chewing all the time. I'm like, oh man, it's crazy. But the nice thing is that you don't have to talk in population one to work as a team because you can still ping things. You can still tell people where you're at or where to go or where enemies are at. So even that aspect is something that's different than a lot of other games. And, and it, it's good. I mean, they did so many good things. I, 
I love the game. I probably speak too highly of it sometimes, but I, I don't think no, I don't think that's no, I don't think you, I don't think that's right. I think you can speak very highly of it. I think it's doing things. I think it's done as I was trying to say earlier. It's done the things that traditional games have been doing, and it's doing them now. You know, it's mm. it's not too late. It's come to a very very yeah. popular platform, um, and the updates have been constant. Different modes. All right, then maybe like the war mode. War mode, I actually thought was amazing, you know, because they even had all the whole team talking, and that changed the game to have nine people all talking. It was hilarious. That was great because I was so disheartened when I was like, "We're doing war mode, guys," and someone went, "But it's still three players," and I'm like, "Fuck! What (laughs) happened there? They missed the boat, you know? What a what a, uh, a missed opportunity!" And then, sure enough all of a sudden you can hear everyone talking and I'm like, yes, that's, that's good enough for me, man. But you know, it, it was just really good fun. It was really good fun. Um, but yeah, like back to Hyperdash again, I think the games are very different. The games are yep. very different. I know, I know yeah, they're still shooting, but they're very different. So I think they can coexist. It's just whether the people's wallets want to, uh, assist them in coexisting, you know, because, yep. um, that is not the only game coming out tomorrow. We also have another game. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think I've heard is an OG game in VR, and I don't know if any of you guys have played it. I've not played it. It's called something like Crush Land. And yeah, it was Crash only... Land. Have you played it? Do you know what it is? I haven't. No, I mean I've looked it up, and and I guess what it was, it was actually like a tech demo from back in the day that they've kind of resurrected. But I mean this this kind of came out of nowhere. I don't know about you yeah. guys, but I hadn't heard anything about this come to quest. And then I'm like, I mean, it was never on the store is coming soon or anything like that. And I was like, Whoa, what is this? And it doesn't look half bad. You know, it, to me, like watching it, I, I get like some of the serious Sam vibes and stuff like that. I think you mentioned another game that it kind of looked like, but I mean, it does, it looks pretty good. I, I'm, I'm probably going to pick it up tomorrow. So let's, so, uh, I don't know so much to play though tomorrow. Ooh. I know that's the problem, man. So let's, uh, <laughs> yeah. let's transition and have a quick look at the, uh, the trailer for Crashland. Broadcasting distress signal. Salvation in five minutes. Stand by. Plasma grenade. Burst fire. So, I don't know about you guys, uh, if you're watching that trailer, that game actually looks pretty good to me. I think it looks pretty good. I think it looks a bit like Farpoint, uh, and the more you watch it, the different. there's like a 
a dash to frag ability. Um, what else was there? Obviously, he's getting different power-ups per round. There's movement, because first of all, I thought, oh my god, it's a wave-based shooter. And then he starts moving around. Um, the aliens look like something out of uh, No Man's Sky. What do you guys think of that? I'm not so hot on spiders as uh, <laughs> GT will know, so I'm not like a massive fan. He loves them. Uh, of, uh, of what this game looks like. But, you know, it's got a nice variety of different aliens there that you can blast to pieces, which is kind of cool. And when they did blast them, they did like come out in little pieces, which is kind of uh, interesting looking. Yeah. And they've also got that kind of like alien style tracker on the back of the gun. I like that. If it makes that little noise, the iconic like tracker noise, that'd be sweet. But um, it looks kind of basic, you know, I, I don't think, uh, I think it's kind of one of those sh ones you're going to jump into, maybe have a little fun. Apparently it's got like 50 odd levels um, from what I read earlier on today. But yeah, it just looks um, pretty, pretty simple. It's not going to kind of suck you in and, and keep coming back for more, I don't think. But I think the, the, the devs as well could have worked better, done a better job on like hyping this up a little bit more. You know, yeah. like you say, this kind of dropped on us out of nowhere. Normally, developers are pretty good at releasing trailers or like game artwork or at least screenshots. Or talking on to Reddit. the community. I'm not talking yeah. to the community, yeah. yeah, and getting people excited about it. And you know, they could have done a better job with that, definitely. So, you know, I, I haven't played it yet, so I'll still definitely play it. I'll still definitely check it out, but I'm probably not as excited for this as the other things that are coming out tomorrow for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think this is probably one of those games you might want to watch. Uh, one of these three guys sitting here one some of their videos and stuff to maybe before you pop on by and check the uh reviews and stuff i mean i think it, the trailer looks cool but it, like i mean we just don't know anything about it so we don't know you know nobody i mean usually games people have played it before they came out you know somebody has a little bit of experience with it so it's hard to say and there's some like you guys said there's some stiff competition tomorrow so sure, sure. I, I probably will play it do you ever buy any games based on uh oculus store reviews on the quest I usually do read the reviews, honestly. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of one that came out recently that I saw the trailer and stuff and I was like, oh, that doesn't, you know, that might be okay. And then I read some of the reviews and I was like, eh, and I passed on it. So, mm. I mean, I do I do read the reviews. I watch uh, a lot of videos a lot of times, uh, you know, reviews and stuff. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that I completely base it off of it. And a lot of times, you know, we'll be in betas and stuff like that. So we have an idea what the game might be like before we buy it, but but yeah, I mean, I think reviews are a good thing. What I mean, you, I see your, I see, I read your reviews on there, GT. Thank you very much. Did you? I was gonna ask. Did you? What did you think of the Walking Dead onslaught? I did not like it. I was, I was not a fan. I, uh, I mean, the bad thing is, is we had Saints and Sinners that came out before then, and Saints and Sinners was an awesome, awesome game. One, I mean, one of the best. I mean, probably the best zombie game out there. I still love Arizona Sunshine, but that was, you know, an early on game. So there's a, a love for that game that just came from playing it so early, but. Uh, yeah, it was, it just didn't live up to, to what I had hoped for, especially from Servios being a tie in a direct tie in with the, you know, the series and stuff. That could have been huge. That game. Yeah. I feel like it was a big missed opportunity and I, and I had hoped it would be better. I was really excited for it. And I, I played it some, you know, when it first came out and I haven't went back in, even though they've done some updates and they've fixed some things, I just haven't had any, I mean, a lot of it is first impression. You know, you get that bad taste in your mouth and it, there's nothing driving me to want to play it again. If I want to play a zombie game, I'm going to jump in saints and sinners. I mean, it's just so such a good game. So yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah, totally. Talking about first impressions. That is very important. Like you, you rushing games is not the way forward. 
Yeah. But yeah, definitely yeah. with this game, Crashland, I think I'd rather watch GT play it on a stream than play it myself. Do you know what, though? It. it depends on price. Like, literally, my opinions, right? So I'm watching that, and I'm saying to you, yeah. I think it looks good. I think in my mind, I've already got a price. And I don't know whether, it, like, anyone cares, but I'm thinking, like, $10, $12. I'm not seeing any more than that. And Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds that, about right. That, 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 does it sound about right, or does it sound good? I need to know. Sounds, I think that that's the price that it probably should go for about ten, twelve dollars. Yeah. I'm going to guess it's going to be nineteen ninety nine, probably or fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, and that's where the problems come yeah. in for me, you know. Um, but I mean, at the same time, some people have written to me a little bit aggressively and been like, "Yeah, but developers need to make that money on their first game to be able to then make their second game." Got to make a good first game. I mean, yep. that's what you got to do. I mean, if you want to make the money, make a good game. I mean, yeah, I guess yes. Fair enough. <laughs> He's right. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, uh, did, uh, did we talk about Winlands Two? I can't remember. No, we didn't, did we? No, we didn't. Winlands Two is now coming to PlayStation VR. Um, and I spoke. I think I was speaking to Mike before the show started. Uh, that's actually where I met Mike. Was going to play Winlands Two on PC, and that was back in 2017. So. The game is now coming to PSVR. If you loved Windlands, it's, the, it's one of the only games in VR I've actually nearly fell over in um, mm. when swinging. It was like, it, it's a, I don't think it's for newbies, Windlands. I don't want to put no. people off, but it's quite intense. Yeah. It's one of those ones that, that people back in the day, well, the original Windlands was one of the ones that people earned their VR legs playing because Ooh. it was so vertigo-inducing <laughs> and it was kind of like a crazy locomotion mechanic for its time. Um, obviously, with Winlands Two, they smoothed it out a lot. Everything was much, much better. I loved, I loved Winlands Two. I thought it was a great game. The co-op mode was great. It oh, had yeah. these epic boss fights. Just, just moving through the environment was fun, and I think that's a real testament to how they they did that with the grappling hooks. You know, even if if just traveling is fun, then that's great. You know, and then they added <laughs> yeah. obviously the the bow mechanic to take down your um, these like epic bosses. It was a really cool game, and I'm I'm really happy for them. And, you know, the SciTech game team that they're finally bringing this to PSVR. I know it's kind of a little bit late, but um, I guess they're a, they're still a, a pretty small studio. I mean, in one um, way, isn't it? Like, I mean, I think uh, the other day they said it was six million PSVR owners. Like, this is a game they should check out. I think the move controllers will fit this game exceptionally well. Um, yeah. And, yeah, uh, definitely. And yeah. especially because, like, you know, if you're invested in PSVR platform and you don't have another VR headset right now, it's not like you have much choice of of new content coming. I think this is one of the very few that we'll probably see of the last of the OG PSVR games. Yeah, I mean, they, they in the uh, little Twitter post they put out, they mentioned Sniper Elite VR. Uh, what else did they mention? A, a couple other games that are still coming. Uh, Human, which is by the guys who made Tetris Effect. Um, okay. so yeah and I remember seeing a trailer for that ages ago Human and I honestly kind of figure out what the hell that game is about um, mm. and what it's but yeah if, you, if you're on PSVR you know Winlands 2 no brainer buddy, have a blast you'll, yeah. you'll love it I would really say cool it's a game. no brainer for that yeah. if you've got a PSVR um, and I think it gets, it gets hard as balls later on dude like <sighs> oh my god like I almost rage quit a couple of times near the end of that game there are some bits that are just so so challenging but then it's like super rewarding afterwards when you finally nail it. Another thing I don't think they show, oh, they do show in the trailer, is you get a bow and arrow in this game. Yeah. Which is excellent because Windlands was, I think the original wasn't anything to do with attacking at all. It was just nope. collecting stuff. Uh, yep. 
And when I played this, and I have played it since, but when I first ever played this, I it felt very like Breath of the Wild to me. I think Breath of the Wild had just come out, and you mm -hmm. could there was like a mechanical robot. And you mm -hmm. could sort of swing and slide underneath his legs and you're taking out all these like pressure points and stuff or hit like areas of damage. It was really cool. I thought it was really cool. And I'll probably be jumping back in when the PSVR version comes. Yeah, it's got the same like aesthetic art style as Breath of the Wild. Same color, color palette. That's yeah. probably why it looks so similar. Such a yeah, it's definitely game. a cool game. You bought you, you're all Nintendo lads, didn't you? Sean, I'm a bit worried about you now because you were talking about something earlier. I was going to say, do you like Nintendo? Do you play Nintendo? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, oh. I mean, I had the, the regular Nintendo, Super Nintendo, the Game Boy. I mean, I used to play Game Boy all the time. That was a Christmas present for my grandma. That was like the greatest day of my life. But your so. grandma was rich. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know how she, for your grandma? she She like bought all of her grandkids a Game Boy that year. And I don't, I don't even know how she did it. I, she probably like robbed like a KB Toys or something. I have no idea. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was the greatest day ever. So. Props to Gran. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Rendered reality nanny. That's crazy. That's <laughs> crazy. I haven't Love done Brett. much with Nintendo since, you know, I, I don't have a, a Switch. I mean, I had a Wii. That was the last Nintendo product that I had probably bought new, but uh, my nephew and stuff, he plays his, switch all the time so yeah yeah well, i love breath of the wild i loved it i finished it and loved it to bits but recently i've been playing hades on the switch that's an epic game like if you love roguelites hades is the nads it was sucky right and it's probably got one of the, some of the best voice acting i've heard in any game ever it's huh. epic i need so, to get so into good. it man i need to get into it and sean i think with the wii u you missed out on a nintendo yeah, land that. nintendo <laughs> land on the wii u was like that there's i think what nintendo did they carried on doing was they could bring people together around a tv and you could play games yeah. together and that and nintendo 64 did that that was the main thing of the no, nintendo 64, 64 yeah, was the four thing. controllers you know and uh yeah. i really hope they do a mini n64 yeah. one day I'd i'll tell you what we were at uh i've never played animal crossing i and i know nothing about it but when we were at uh pax last year that was like the last last event we got to go to it was right before well right as kind of all this covid stuff started happening and that animal crossing booth at pax was absolutely amazing i mean it was like right when you walk in it was huge i mean it was just one of the coolest setups i've ever seen in my life it was really neat i bought um i bought my wife animal crossing uh when she was self-isolating and uh, mm -hmm. she got a bit into it. You know, there's a bit of an online feature as well, I think, to Animal Crossing mm -hmm. in some way. You can visit other people or, or something like that. But uh, yeah, I should actually try and pick that up so I can sell it because she doesn't play it anymore. Um, <laughs> so The Climb 2 has also been announced. Uh, and it's coming... Is it, is it coming March 4th? Do we know that? Is it 100%? I think they yep. tweeted it out. Yep, March 4th. Nice, yeah. And who's buzzing for The Climb 2? Because I think behind the scenes, I am excited to do it, but I'm wondering how much can be different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? I think that's that's my biggest concern as well. Like, I love the original Climb. Uh, I even went to a climbing center and recorded people playing that were climbers. <laughs> that was so much fun. Shame I can't do that now, but, you know, uh, it was fun to do that back in the day. I, I actually became a member of that, that place uh, afterwards and got into climbing myself, like proper bouldering. Uh, that was really fun. Super peaceful, a hobby if you're ever thinking about taking up a peaceful hobby. And dangerous. Um, yeah, a little bit dangerous. Like, <laughs> no, I'm sure it's fine. You get into this kind of mind state, you know, uh, it's very, very calming. Uh, so if you like that kind of thing, I'd recommend it. Uh, but yeah, I, I love the climb. Obviously, I played it way back on the CV1 with the Xbox controller, like I said earlier on. Uh, play the Quest version as well. You know, obviously it's a visual downgrade, but it's still a great game. Still really enjoyed it. So looking forward to this one, particularly the urban environments like the skyscrapers. Looking forward to climbing those. 
bit disappointed that we didn't get any proper like multiplayer where you can climb together. It's asynchronous multiplayer, so it's like I think it's like a ghost mode. So you you, you set a time, someone can race your time as a ghost track. I don't think you can both physically be on the side of the mountain chatting to each other as you're climbing, which I think is a real missed opportunity because any fun any game is fun with more people in vr like we talked oh, yeah. about gorilla tag earlier on it's the most basic looking game you've ever seen in your life it looks like a ps1 <laughs> but <laughs> you get a bunch of people in there you have an absolute blast you mm. just you have such a good time so uh, it's a shame that they couldn't add that and also i'm kind of disappointed it's not coming to rift it seems like it's coming exclusively for quest and you know if you've ever played the the, the climb one on the cv one it was one of the most visually stunning games you could play back in the day and uh, it's just a shame that we're not going to see that visual fidelity on the PC platform. Um, you know, obviously, you could still connect your Quest 2 to a PC if you have one, or you still have a Rift S floating around. So I think that's a bit of a shame, but overall, still very excited, nevertheless. Yeah. What about you, mate? You buzzing for the, the climb, too? Um, yeah. I mean, as far as I want to see the new environments, I think that's the thing that I'm most excited to see and see what kind of different places we get to climb. Um, but yeah, if it's the same exact game with different skin on it, pretty much, um, I'll play it, but I'm not going to be like ecstatic to really, cause I liked the game, but it wasn't one of those games I just kept going back to, you know, it was mm -hmm. fun, but it's not one of those games you just kind of play all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's not for me. It is for some people. Some people really like it uh, and I enjoyed it, but it's just not something that I want to do all the time. And, and I was kind of disappointed. I was really hoping for like a co-op type mode where you'd race against each other to go up the side of a mountain or up the skyscraper seeing each other taunting each other while you're going up i think that would have changed the entire thing that could have been an entirely amazing game um but uh yeah i'll definitely gonna play it in my head i sort of imagine like a then putting like a vr climbing center in there and you can just race a friend and you gotta bash the buzzer at the top or something you know just even <laughs> little things like that um would have been great for me yeah, uh, that was I had been hoping for a true multiplayer co-op for for that game ever since they announced that it was coming. You know when the Quest Two came out, and my idea of it was not only the racing, like to race at the top, but I thought of it as a co-op game too, where you have areas that you have to get to that you have to have help, like you have to reach for your buddy and help pull them over or pull yeah. them up. You know, I thought that would be really cool. So I, I am, awesome. yeah, yeah, like that awesome. kind of stuff. I think is really cool, and, and there's so much potential in vr to like work together and feel like you're doing something together i think i hope that maybe they'll someday do an update or something like that i think that could really bring new life to the game but i am excited for it and mainly i think the main reason that i'm excited for it is because the first game that i ever played in the cv1 was the client the first climb and that was in a best buy so that was the first time i ever got to try real a real vr experience you know not google cardboard or anything like that so I think it's a little bit like a holds a little bit of a special place in my heart, mm. but like, like Matt said, you know, I've, I have it on the PC. I played it some, but it's a game. I, I mean, I never really go back into it. I haven't played it in a long time, but hopefully the second one will kind of wow us. Hopefully they do something a little special. Maybe we don't know about, I, I'm not mm -hmm. sure, but I'll definitely pick it up though. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to get it. I remember just being really excited that it was a game by Crytek. Yeah. Like, yeah. That for me just excited me that they were doing something in VR and you knew it was going to be visually impressive um flipping over from that just popped in my mind quickly i think that's one of the best things about psvr and the quest being like a a, a thing all to itself the games will all run well you know you haven't got yeah. to really worry about that pc side of thing and it is a shame like mike's saying that certain games you're not getting the ultra version of games you know because as you said when you stand in climb and you stand on one of those wooden platforms and look around in pc you're like wow this is phenomenal Beautiful. 
you know yeah. and i think even now i think i've i think I've, i propped in there a little while ago when i first got my pc in my 2070 and the game did actually struggle a little bit you know mm -hmm. like performance and frame rate dropped some um i don't know what the specs of the game are but how old is the climb it must be three years old or so more four, four years old now i think yeah yeah but it, it was one of the most demanding vr games of its time and i remember that everyone was really struggling to record it because obviously <laughs> playing and recording at the same time is challenging as it is yeah but with this game you had terrible like kind of shifting black borders and your display and all sorts i think the tools have improved now to make it smoother but um yeah back in the day it was a really hard game to show in a video i remember that vividly wow yeah crazy so yeah um that is pretty much all the news that we have today apart from tomorrow is playstation state of play uh if anyone's into that i've heard there isn't going to be any vr on there though um there's going to be no no hints of that in the background now is a game currently playing called z racer um bmf you know about z racer obviously i think you've got a ship yep. in there haven't you and mm -hmm. uh yep have you done your vocals no, not yet. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. I, I'm in there as well. I've got my own ship, and I'm my own announcer for my ship as well. So if you raise... Can you do your announcer voice now for us on the show? Little it's sneaky. just this voice. It's just <laughs> me. I've really got one. Funny enough, when I started recording, I did do like a weird American voice, and I played it back, and I was like, who the fuck is that? Who is that guy? That's not me. I, if you I'm... Like, a, like a welcome to Z-Race. You're going to be flying in my ship, GT. I don't know what I say. No, no. I, I don't know. I thought... Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't give any diet advice. Uh, you know, mate, missed opportunity. <laughs> I know it felt that way. The best, I think, one of the best ones I've ever done is Dash Dash, and uh, they basically said to me, "You can make an in-game horn," and I was like, "What can I say to them? Anything you like." And I was like, "If you put an echo on it, I will say." Holy shit balls! And they left it in the game. So if you go and buy the game and uh, check me out on Discord, you can have wow. a holy shit balls um, horn your car and everyone would be like what the hell was that <laughs> yeah. I thought it was pretty... <laughs> that was uh, that was absolutely phenomenal so, so yeah so me and me and tyler did record our uh we both recorded it for the, for the your car too. looks the best I, I love the car i don't know I, we gave them no like they didn't ask us what it should look like or anything else we just saw the trailer and we were like holy crap that looks oh, that looks really good so we really do like the car but there there's a ton of awesome ones in there like i can't wait to play uh the, the only thing with the, the the like the announcer voice in the car i feel like it might ruin it for me because i don't know that i'm going to want to drive my own ship if i have to listen, listen to myself to yeah you know what i mean so i'm like man like i wish this prick would shut up yeah <laughs> like can i turn that off is that going to be an option i don't know so that that's uh it's a little concerning to me but i think it's uh it's a marketing genius move what they did really uh putting all these people's ships and voices and stuff in there because we're all going to talk about it right you know it's cool to talk about because you know we talk about our ship or whatever else so we're all gonna be playing it i think it was a a good move on their part so i don't know if has anybody played it yet i haven't got to play it yet so i don't know i haven't and once i saw the gameplay i got worried to be absolutely honest as always yeah. because it was in tunnels it looks it doesn't look like it can be easy for people to pick up and play as long as it's not yeah. i don't know if you remember you probably do remember the original wipeout on playstation was fun as long as you didn't hit a wall if you hit a wall <laughs> you like lost all your speed and yeah. you're like oh and then you start again get momentum you hit a wall, oh and it was like when all the excitement died down of cd quality audio and that intro and shit you were like damn man i've got to be absolutely excellent at this game to enjoy it and feel like i'm going very fast all the time and when yeah. i saw this and i saw like well apparently the developer said 
there's no first person mode because they're worried it make people sick and i'm like okay I'm, I'm sure the community will say something about that as soon as possible uh they've also said it's not all in tunnels um because when i saw the tunnels i was very surprised i was like why is it always in tunnels uh it's a bit strange to me but i don't know i don't know what technology these ships use to fly it might be some sort of i don't know anti-magnet thing yeah i know <laughs> one thing that they keep mentioning is it's supposed to be a very comfortable experience for everybody and that's, that's right. one of the things that concerns me to be honest like I, I understand that. Like, I, I like options for comfort, you know, if you need to have like a vignette option or something like that. But I also, I like to do things in VR that I can't do in real life. I want to feel like I'm going, you know, 500 miles per hour. Like I want uh, to be able to launch off a tunnel and fly through the air and land in another, in another tunnel. You know what I mean? So that, that I think is the most thing that has me concerned is that I don't want it to be too comfortable, right? Like, I want to have fun in it. So, yeah, I don't know. I haven't played it yet. I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Oh, I'm but... looking forward to checking it out. Yeah. I was a massive fan of F-Zero, even though Nintendo seemed to completely forget the franchise ever existed since the yeah. GameCube, I think it is. Um, and I absolutely loved it. Like, it was one of my favorites as a kid. And, um, well, even now, actually, I was only playing F-Zero the other day on the N64 emulator. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoy it. But, yeah, funny enough, I've mentioned no copy view and people are in the chat. No first-person mode, no purchase uh was like no copy view wipe view on psvr is amazing in the copy absolutely it is it is yeah um actually in fact wipe vr i can't play it in any other way funny enough um when i play Wipeout without vr i play it in third person when i play it in vr i play it in first person but i cannot play Wipeout in first person without vr i don't know why i tried it it's really weird it's it's one of those games for some mm. reason it it makes more sense to be in the ship yeah. in VR. Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? It does. Yeah, it does it totally make sense. Does. It does make sense. Right, okay. Yeah. Hopefully, That's... hopefully it's something they add. I mean, we see this all the time. You know, a game comes out and it only has snap turning, right? And then a week later they're updating it because everybody's complaining there's no smooth turn option. Like I'm not sure why at this point the developers don't just put in all the options because if they don't, people are going to complain about something. You know, give people the options to run the game they want to run it. And, you know, if you get motion sickness, well, then don't go in the first person cockpit view, you know, so I don't know. Hopefully they add it, but we're going to see backlash, I think, for sure. I don't know if developers ever listen to these things, but I think one of the best things you can ever do, and we've just talked about it earlier and highlighted it, is community feedback. Right. Yep. Don't just play the game in-house. Get invite, get other people in the community. They don't have to be content creators, just people who love VR and have got quite a bit of experience get them to yep. play it, build your own community and get that feedback. Don't just put yep. a game out there and then wait for it because as Sean said right at the beginning, first impressions is so yeah. important. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Space junkies. Yeah. Christ. The, but the problem with the, that game though is it was a great game but they launched it at like a stupidly high price. Um, We're Ubisoft. It, it, it was <laughs> such a shame. I, I really loved Space Junkies. It's got a special place in my heart but um yeah, it's a shame that game died almost instantly. We played that early, didn't we? We went to Ubisoft and played it. We went to Ubisoft, yeah. I played it at OC4, I think, um, really early back in the day. Loved it. It really had that that awesome feel to it. Yeah. I loved the announcer as well. The guns felt great. Just, yeah, the, it was priced way too high. They should have just priced it at like 20 bucks or something like that. I think it was like 60 bucks or something like that when it launched. It was ridiculous for any VR game at the what, time. 60 bucks? Wow. Yeah, they, they they launched it so high. It was a really high price. Maybe it was 50 bucks, but it was I honestly do believe they think to they thought to themselves, we're Ubisoft, and it's just an Ubisoft game, and people are see Ubisoft, Probably. and 
They probably but, just wanted they wanted to recoup their budget back quickly because it was a fairly small team that was working on it. Uh, it was a very it was very much a passion project. The main the main lead is such a fun guy. Like he's yeah. brilliant. I can't remember his name now, but no. he's a legend. I want to say Andrew, but I'm not sure. I can't remember. Yeah, he was such a nice guy, but um, yeah, it's just a shame. It's just a shame. But it hasn't put them off, which is good to good to know. Hopefully, they've learned lessons from it and they won't make the same mistakes with like Splinter Cell and uh, Assassin's <gasps> Creed, which they're working on. Oh yeah, and do you know if you ever see Space Junk, is really cheap, and you've got friends like you know you've got like three or four friends who will play it. I'd still say pick it up. I think it's a great game. I, I really, really, really enjoyed it. And yeah. I was gutted. It was such high quality. They actually had a lot of things down in there that some games don't even have today, like an interactive lobby that you can mess around in between games. Um, yeah, it was just, it was really cool. You know, things to it's unlock. It's funny, actually. And... I played a um, grapple tournament the other day and that felt very much like Space That Junkies. is an amazing game. That needs, yeah. that needs more more pr that needs more selling yeah. and it needs to be highlighted a lot more and people to get behind it they've done some tournaments um yep. but people do need to get in there everything does feel already quite balanced yeah it does it is coming to quest apparently they are working on it but just i don't think we'll expect it anytime soon i think it's going to take a while maybe six to eight months yeah before we see it on quest great though but it's great great potential yeah absolutely i love the art style yeah everything feels great magnum oh i love that gun awesome what kind of i like i can't remember which one i like it i think it's the rocket launcher and like the rail gun kind of thing the sniper is uh, mm. absolutely awesome so yeah guys thank you ever so much to all of you for being on the show today as always thank you bmf boom turn it up how you doing man thank you very much thank you <laughs> thank you very much cheers dude pleasure always is sean from render reality thank you man thank you for bringing that beard with you today (laughs) it's been awesome honestly this has been a ton of fun uh just i mean i just love i almost love talking about vr as much as i do playing playing it so it's been great uh to be on with you guys some legends for real and so thank you for the opportunity thanks for inviting me and it was awesome love cheers man thank you and mike cheers man thank you ever so much for being on the show Thank you for inviting me, man. I've really enjoyed myself. Uh, yeah, and you guys are great. So keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. And thank you to everyone in the checks. Without you, there is no show and no one will give a shit. So thank you ever so much for being here. Really appreciate all your time. Stay safe, look after yourselves, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. bye.